You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Wow, wow, wow. Welcome in, Panther fans. Uh, the team is 1 and 11, right? So one in ten or one eleven now, something like that. One in eleven, ugh, yuck. And man, we we spent this post game uh, after a loss to the Bucks trying to figure out how the Carolina Panthers it could potentially right the ship in the coming years. As a couple of days have settled in, and more and more people have chimed in throughout the NFL wor- world, there's a growing sentiment that things ain't getting better any time soon for the Carolina Panthers and things continue to point back to the guy with the giant dome David Tepper we're here on the Carolina Cat Chronicles actually what the hell am I talking about we're here on the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com tonight's show league experts fear Carolina faces years of losing well the C3 Panthers podcast has been here for 10 years and over the last five we haven't made the playoffs now make it six this year as Carolina continues to struggle to find their way under the ownership of David Tepper. Now, once again, with an interim head coach in Chris Tabor, it sounds like interim means the coach of the Carolina Panthers these days. And I guess now we have to look forward to the NFL draft like seven months away, seven months away. And people are doing mock drafts, talking about who the wide receivers they want. Hey, and we might as well wait seven months in one day because we don't get a pick in de- on day one. That's right. How we fix this, I'm not sure, but we'll be here to figure it out. Cody Lack, welcome back to the show. Tony Dunn, my brother. CK, my brother. The Bat Daddy, my brother. There is no way I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than sitting here with my boys talking Panthers football and the record be damned. I don't care what it is. 
that remains true. I want to talk Panther football every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Man, we have so much to talk about. Is David Tepper going to be the reason why the Panthers are an underachieving team for the next few years? Does Adam Thielen already want to be traded from the Carolina Panthers after signing a three-year deal? Are we just going to trade off every good defensive player that we have in order to build for the future? We're going to talk about all that and more tonight with the best damn Panther fans and all of YouTube. And you already know them and love them. It's our guy, Drew. Joy the Blind Panther Esquivel. What's up, buddy? Brandon Sampson, Charlotte Sports One, Dimitri Contos, John B. Jenkins. What's up? King Jermaine the First Shepherd. What's up, buddy? Kristen Ladane, Paisan, Muscles Marinara. What's up, brother? Hope you're feeling better. Panther Gal 73, Roosevelt Mongo, The Real C3AP, Tim SS, and that boy White Chocolate Espresso. Tony Dunn. And not to it, but to do it, brother. Let's roll. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. We'll take your calls as we uh, continue to unpack the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. CK, uh, man, Panthers fans are tearing each other apart out there on these streets, man. Them streets are fierce, fierce in uh, their hatred or united hatred for David Tepper and their divisive defense and attacks over their quarterback Bryce Young man two days go by feels like two years of the same arguments uh yeah it's it's somehow we're back at square one where we're basically talking about I don't want to talk about quarterback until we have a conversation (laughs) about offensive line like we're it's just this endless like honestly when you think about the potential of what help could be, um, <laughs> this, it seems like a pretty good punishment. Uh, if you're asking me, like you talk about fire and brimstone, how about be a Panthers fan for the past five years? <laughs> Just now you tell me, tell me if you're happy to be alive then. Yeah. Oh man. God, that's right. Uh, and Greg, the bat daddy here, uh, popping in. Good to see you, my friend. Man, it's always great to be back. You know, and Cody, I want to go back to what you were saying a moment ago in your little intro. You were talking about uh, is David Tepper, you know, we got to determine is. No, nah, man, we, a long time ago, he is, like, he is the problem. It's not trying to figure out if he is. We know he is. You know, we talked about before we got on the show, like an exact point you can go back to and say, okay, this is the point where even though you've been failing so far, where you just totally took a nosedive. And well, I'm sure it'll come up tonight. But, uh, man, I, I've... In my entire fandom of being a Carolina Panther, I've never been so hopeless for this team. You know, and I'm not pinning that on any one person. Well, actually, I could pin the majority of it on one person. Um, but it, it's just, it's so disheartening to be a Carolina Panthers fan right now. I feel like we're going to go through the Cleveland Brown stretch, where for years we're just shit. You know, and and maybe one day will be something. But even right now, the Cleveland Browns aren't aren't like world beaters. I mean, they're no, right no, team, no. But, Made know? the playoffs with Baker once, yeah, and so. have they, they haven't really done a ton since then. It's just a so lot fearful. of talent. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the problem is, is is we just we just lack talent on every aspect of this game. We lack talent in every single position, and uh, I don't know what we're going to do in the future to to fix this. But I did say a while ago that if this whole Bryce Young thing didn't work out, we're screwed for years. And guys, I think we're screwed for years. To be truly honest with you. 
Lots of work to be done in Carolina to right the ship. Uh, the question is, is the ship heading in the wrong direction or is it sinking at this point? Can we patch the holes to get it back afloat and uh, then reinforce it in a way that leads us some destination that is better than the one that CK described? Um, well, the light at the end of the train is a ton- or the end of the tunnel is a train. Well, sucks. we just we've yeah. been run over and run <laughs> over. It feels like. uh, we got all that. But uh, look, is we'll have months and months of head coach talk. We'll have months and months of draft talk ahead of us. But right now we've got current football talk. And boy, um, the the league, there's some analysts around, around the league that are really um, you think of fans talking about this stuff. There's some analysts out there. Maybe they're just given the. 50,000 foot overview of the team, but some real concern about how much it's going to take to get Carolina back on track. Right. And right now is the question is who and how, how, and who who can do this? How can it be done? A lot of names are being circled around. At least Harbaugh continues to be thrown out there as a program builder. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button folks. Subscribe, check us out on iTunes, tune in stitcher, get your calls in. Cody, let's go ahead and get into this show. Let's do just that, man. Uh, the title of tonight's show is League Experts Fear Carolina Faces Years of Losing. And just like the bad dad you said, that's what we're all afraid of right now. We're afraid of, do we have a, a meddlesome owner that doesn't know how to get out of his own way? Is he going to continue to one and done these coaches every year from here on out being uh, in this type of mindset that is when right now, when right now, a lot of people are still questioning whether we got the right quarterback. And now people are starting to question whether or not we're even scaring away potential candidates from wanting to come be a member of the Carolina Panthers. It's wild times right now. Let's jump in to our show today. Um, you put this first. This Tony, is funny. Yeah, this is funny. I tripped out on this. Uh, and you know what? And now this has just kind of gotten reinforced in some different ways from different directions right before oh, yeah. we came on the show. Uh, but this person at CPP fan from the D, uh, also known as Carolina Panther Pride, he said, all right, I'm making a Bryce Young hater thread <laughs> at one of the biggest haters you know. So we have receipts. I opened this up and I said, man, I wonder where Cody's at of here. Every and other person. tagged you like, what is the current count? I'm going to look it up. Is Dude, what is the I mean, all count? I know is that all day uh, my Twitter has just been going off with people tagging me in this one post. In this one thread? Yeah, in this one post. And, dude, listen, this is all gravy for me, y'all. If Bryce Young turns out to be the best thing since sliced bread one day, and the worst thing I have to go through is people bringing up my old shit on Twitter. Dude, I'll take it, bro. I'll be a martyr for the Panther fandom if I must. I don't give a shit. Uh, everybody has this idea that reasonable, logical criticism of Bryce Young makes you a hater. So whenever you vocalize those things, that instantly turns you into a Bryce Young hater. Again, I don't give a shit. I'll be happy to be that. I will heap all the praises on Bryce when I feel like he is making plays that are worthy of having praise heaped on him. So, uh, hey, man, but Tony, you already know this. We live in the receipt culture. 
-hmm. everybody wants to have receipts of all your bad takes and you know all the things that you've said before. But uh, dude, it all counts for likes and clicks. So I don't give a damn. How about you? I got you at six, seven so far. Seven mentions in that thread. Uh, let me ask you this: Are you a Bryce Young hater? <laughs> well, let let Twitter tell you. No, and, what do you uh, well, like? Uh, no, tell, I'm not. What do you I'm, think? I'm, I'm not. So here's the deal: I'm not a hater. I am disappointed compared to what we were expecting this year. I feel like Bryce is a little behind the curve on a lot of things that we were told he would be ahead of the curve on. Granted, it is correct that he has a terrible team around him. Antonio, you know this. Not one time have we ever said that Bryce is in a good situation uh, conducive to building up a rookie quarterback in the NFL. No one's ever said that. But there is a lot of plays that Bryce will leave on the football field. And um, now you're going to go into a situation where he's going to be under his third play caller going into next season. And this is the type of turmoil that is ultimately has the potential to set back the development of your rookie quarterback mm -hmm. a few years by continuing this never-ending carousel of play callers. Yeah. And, and Cody, I want to back you up on this a little bit too, man, because like, uh, you know, I'm part of the Bryce Young hater club too, I guess, because I started this whole thing and everybody's yeah, he did. You were I'm first. totally off Twitter, so I don't even get any of this stuff anymore. But you know, here's the thing: is like one argument I can make for everybody is like the the argument everybody brings up, and it irritates the crap out of me. Is they're like, well, Peyton Manning and this player, and they bring up Hall of Fame players and great quarterbacks and say, well, this player started this this way and they turned out like this. So have faith. But they don't bring up the ten times amount of quarterbacks that got drafted that started this way that didn't turn out well. Right. They ignored that stat completely because there's but, ten times the amount of quarterbacks that started out one in sixteen or one in fifteen that didn't work out, and nobody Greg, ever brings that up. That's so, a, that's so a because fair I bring point. up that realistic point of this whole stat, I'm a hater. But well, I'm not. It, We're just it's, realists. Is all it's it is. not. It, you may be a realist, but I think the problem is is that when people cho choose to be optimists. There, you know, I think that that's okay to have the idea of, yeah, well, Peyton Manning had the opportunity. Like, the idea that's that fair. it's not yeah. going to happen is if, if, if this turns out to be, here's the, here's the problem. It has to be a Peyton Manning type situation. Right. Bryce. It right. has to, because otherwise this will go down as the biggest, like you can talk to all these other number one draft picks that it were, but not a single one of them are going to have the type of, uh, maybe Trevor or Trey Lance, but I don't even think you can put that into the equation because of the amount of value of our number one overall pick right now. This will go down as the worst historical trade and draft pick to never work out. And yeah. that is, we talk about the Browns. The Browns were never in a situation like this, mm -hmm. except it, for maybe getting rid yeah. except for maybe trading for Deshaun Watson. Well, like, and that's the only comparison you can make. And and to add on to that point, like like I I agree that you you have the right to be optimistic, and I'm not I'm not trying to deter anybody away from being optimistic, and that's fine. And you can have you can have optimism about well this worked out and maybe this will for us. Great. What I'm saying is don't argue with me that statistically you know this is going to happen because you know what I'm going to bet my money on the ninety percent over the ten percent. To be truly honest with you, you could vote on every player in the NFL to fail, and you would have exactly. a better chance of well, failing. Yeah. Let me exactly. let me even piggyback off of what Greg said. Right now, you are allowed to be in either camp. 
if you are somebody who is like more on CK's team saying like, well, look, everything around him is shit. I mean, now we're, we're going to talk about Adam Thielen potentially wanting to be out of here uh, it, due to an interview that he gave in the locker room. So <laughs> again, no one is denying that. And if you believe that Bryce can be a good quarterback, no one's blaming you for that either. But at the same time, you also can't say to people like Greg or like myself who think that it's a tall order that Bryce is going to become the quarterback that we all wanted him to be. You also can't say that we're wrong either because not only is there not a lot of evidence for Bryce, but there's not a lot of evidence that this Panthers organization can actually build in the correct direction and actually develop a player like Bryce. So even if Bryce can be a good NFL player, there's not necessarily a lot of reason to believe that this current Panthers team is going to be the team to do it. So uh, right now, all of these opinions, especially after his first year in the NFL, they're all valid, and we're going to continue to have them for a long time to come. Um, but and, and here's the other part to this. Like, you heard what I said in my statement. I said, he has to be Peyton Manning because if he's not, this is the worst situation ever. Right. Yeah. And here we have a comment by TJ that's saying, damn, you're calling him Peyton Manning now? No, yeah. nobody said he's yeah, Peyton Manning. You, you, see you, how how yeah. you see how people do? Like, like, this is your what is causing come out of everybody to stay in their corners. It's the mm. dumbest well, thought. I think, or maybe that comment had to do with what Greg's saying. Is, is no, like, no, no, well, no. We got to no, go no, all the right. way. This is, what allows, damn CK. this is what allows uh, mm-hmm. conversation and like people to be able to actually flush out ideas to not happen. It is taking little things like that and be like, no, we didn't say that. Like CK right. did not say that. And that's why I'm known as a Bryce hater yeah. because yeah. I'll vocalize the meaningful criticisms of Bryce, and then that's the only shit that people pay attention to. And then now I'm a Bryce Young hater. That's well, why you're I'm giving up. I don't even it. give a I shit. I mean, it would be it would be. Um, you're you, right. you gotta you, know you you're leaning into it, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude, they okay. fucking fraud me, you and lean, I, I, you, and this is what I'm happened like to Greg fight. in the beginning, and then he leaned into it more and more, and he leaned into it. I think that's happening with the defenders, or and I hate those. You have to be either or. Right. I I'm just floored that there is a person in Carolina Panthers history just based on their existence alone. That has nothing to do with like murdering people or genes. Like that is more divisive than Cam Newton. Yeah, allegations of any type of right. Like I mean, you got to put those. You take those people off the table. Just their freaking existence, just by their presence in the room. I didn't think anybody could be in Carolina Panthers history more divisive than Cam Newton. And this is somebody who woke up every morning and sharpened his Twitter sword. You think that like, uh, I'm like the Monty of cam. Yeah, uh, we both were. Did we yeah, and then, uh, cam yeah, sexuals. Yeah. This is all we guy, would do is defend cam. This little God, fellow. And then I, I love this ago. is it's impossible to get through any discussion of Bryce Young without even inadvertently making a reference that somehow can be taken towards his height. Even yeah, when you're not trying, yeah. you said, oh, it's a tall order. And I was just like, damn, yeah, <laughs> of course. All of my gripes about Bryce are very small. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the funny thing is, is it's almost like anytime my wife says something, I can turn it into a, 
uh, something uh, that is an innuendo for something else. And she gets so frustrated. And I think that's probably a similar situation here is everything that could possibly be said could also be turned uh, onto a, a joke about his size. Well, and can I also tell you something else that's happening now, too, is and, and again, I understand that Twitter is not real life. But you remember how Cam Newton detractors, they were like known as the Ford F-150 fans. Yeah, yeah. But now they're trying to do that with Bryce. That like, if you're a Bryce Young hater, oh, it, you know, you might have a little undertone of racism there. Oh, shit. And dude, you, I know you just hate that it's fucking coming to that. And I don't even Bro, respond to the, that shit. You know, the dumb like, thing I about this, hold on, hold on. We have to address you bought his jersey. Yeah. Right. Look, <laughs> hold on. I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't give a fuck about the Panthers oh, if it wasn't for Cam Newton, dude. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, he's talking it, about uh, Bryce Young. Bryce, I know, but that's Young. what I'm saying. Like, even the assumption that, oh, like, if, if you don't like Bryce, oh, you, now you have to have some pre- prejudice. To me, it's just a way of silencing people that are not yet in the case that Bryce Young is the future and like i said that's okay man i guarantee you that right now there's a lot of miami dolphins fans that are huge fans of two attack of Iloa right now but they might not have been a year or two ago. oh they weren't 100 so they, i understand that and, and my final thing i know i'm long-winded i i want to have everyone quote tweeting me and bringing up old shit that's fine, dude, because ultimately that means that Bryce is working out, he's turning things around, and things are starting to move in the right direction. And I promise you, that's all I want as a Panther fan. That's all. Let's uh, try to have this one last Bryce, not one last, we're going to be talking about Bryce Young. Oh, you know, I cannot yeah. tell you this. is I don't know how I feel about this. I just realized this. is I used to say this on this podcast over and over, and it was just eight months ago that I last said it. We will be talking about Cam until we're not. We will be talking about needing a quarterback until we're not. I almost want to go back to talking about Cam and needing a quarterback that arguing all fucking day about Bryce Young. But um, I'll ask you guys this in a way that tries to push away the extreme sides of the Bryce Young debate. After after you say this, I want to highlight a comment that's – go ahead. What – as we – um, I think a lot of people, uh, not only even the people that are modestly modest about their interest in Bryce Young, even the CJ Stroud crowd recognized that he was a talent to be considered at drafting for the Carolina Panthers. Right. So Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, okay. there were every yeah. single person yeah. in the world believed at least that it was worth a good conversation and consideration. And then it mm-hmm. happened. And there were a bunch of reasons we were told or a lot of people believe that Bryce Young was going to be successful uh, early on or will be successful. What have you seen so far in the um, 10 games that Bryce Young has played that have pushed you in a direction of either way on that? Have you seen anything Because I don't want to know. I don't know if it's truly fair to say it's impossible to have a perspective on Bryce Young because of the circumstances only. Like, while I think you have to recognize those circumstances are greatly the reason 
for a lot of the things that have happened, it's not like you can't have any idea of him. So what has happened throughout this season that I think my question is to the people that love Bryce Young and think he's going to be awesome no matter what, what have they seen that has that they believe suggests that? And then on the other hand, the people who don't think he's going to work out, what have they seen? Because I think there's got to be some sort of evidence for both cases or else we're just making yeah. shit up. So I can even probably find it. There is a chart that's floating around that literally shows, uh, according to this data set, that Bryce is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL when throwing to wide open receivers. Well, on that same chart, it shows the number of times that our receivers get open and it's not very much. So essentially Bryce is at the top left of this chart. So accuracy. And, so you yeah. have seen the accuracy from this quarterback that accuracy, you that was advertised. Um, and then I even put it in the show today. Todd Bowles uh, spoke very glowingly of Bryce Young and said, you know, Bryce has been sacked something around the order of 40 something times, but it should have been 60 something times, but he's just been able to make people miss. And basically, you know, a lot of the things that we were talking about before the draft, that he has a good pocket presence and that he's able to okay. move. And, and, and again, uh, I know it's old news, but you have to go back to the situation around him. Literally every game that we see, the commentators that are calling the game are literally showing on replay the amount of separation that our receivers are getting every game. And it's not a surprise that it's not a lot, too. So uh, a lot of it is the situation and how other quarterbacks have struggled in the past and, and they just have been able to turn it around, given better coaching and better offensive line in front of them. I feel like the detractors, you'll hear a few things. Um, one, he lacks that zip of the football when throwing the ball downfield. Right now, you have not seen the wild throws, even that like a Will Levis has been able to make. Like pushing the ball downfield, fitting it into a tight window. There's a lot of that that's kind of absent on film. Uh, like me and the bat daddy have pointed out in the film room before, I feel like there's a lot of times when Bryce is just missing open wide receivers. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe because he's like not going through his progressions enough. He has this tendency to kind of stare down the first read that he has. And I wonder if it's on situation, if the coaches are just telling him, hey, get the ball out of your hand fast. Live the and play. This is the guy it's supposed to go to. Right. That's a very good right. So like you know. right. So maybe it's Bryce playing within the confines of the offense that he's being asked to run. Right. There's a lot, there's a lot of questions, but, and, and then uh, uh, you've made it a point uh, yourself, Tony, is that when, when things start to break down in front of him, that's when the size questions start to rear their head again, because you don't know if he's able to sit in front of him. You don't know if that pocket starts to get a little bit muddy. If he does have a hard time, seeing what's around him to be able to get rid of the football. Yeah. And as of right now, a lot of those criticisms, they haven't been able to be answered. Yeah. And, and, and like we said, he hasn't been in a situation to allow him to be like the thing that's going to irritate every Panthers fan is we're not going to have answers to this. Uh, potentially for two, three years, if we can't get a team together by next year either. Um, and by that point, it's going to be too late for him. But here's the thing that I find funny about this. Uh, Todd Bowles comment and Winfield. How is it? that it feels like our our division rivals are having to defend him. It's almost like the way I look at it is um, 
people feel sorry for Bryce Young. Yes. Yes. yes Cuz he looks like a right little, like a little man. It reminds you He's of like somebody who's like Man, this kid, you know, it's like this feel-good story that's supposed to be really good, and all of a sudden, it's it turns out to be a really not-so-good story, and you're trying to make it the best thing you possibly can because you can't, you can't be, you know, can't be beaten up on the young, the little guy over here. Um, however, don't I mean, you think it, that that is also just a veteran coach or somebody who's been in the league that has enough respect to always you know highlight the positive in their well, opponent no. not to give them but any, I'll go for, uh, I'm gonna go for CK. To, uh, give them no you don't want any bulletin to, board material and you also degree. have this been in those game. positions this stuff took place after the game i'm pretty sure is a lot of the stuff that they were talking about oh okay um and and so uh, i don't think it's necessarily that now that obviously we still have to play them again so yeah bulletin board material still isn't uh, a part of this but it's not just them it is everybody like when you hear the commentators, like they do everything they can to, you know, put Bryce Young into this. Like it's it's the, every all this other stuff. They, they they're going out of their way to highlight all the reasons why Bryce Young isn't being successful, and as as most Bryce fans are, um, and 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 so I think that's starting to become a little bit too prominent to where it's like okay something weird is happening here mm-hmm. i don't know if it's because they they're hoping that it's like one of these things that he comes back from next year and he turns into a comeback player of the year and they have this stuff that they can call back on see i told you it wasn't bryce young and all this stuff but or do you think know. it's just a recognition of a total fucking shit situation i mean well, i think that there's that but i also think that it's uh it's almost uh, s- sympathy I, I have a theory on it. Look, look, y'all, tenfold hot time. You guys know I think the NFL has a narrative. I think Bryce Young was going to be part of the NFL's narrative this year, and it didn't work out. So they've been told to make it seem like, oh, you gosh. know, so, 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 so just saying. But listen, I, I'll agree with y'all. I think the commentators have been giving a lot of slack over the last week, but last week they didn't. Last week I heard the commentators a number of times talk about. Bryce Young not looking down the field and seeing open receivers. Bryce Young not being tall enough to do this. Bryce Young not getting late. We can talk about our offensive line, how many sacks he's taken. He's in line to take less sacks than our record for a year as a Carolina Panthers. No way. So it's not. It, yes, he is. Go back and look. He's I don't know the number. 43. I think it's, I think it's no, no, no. He's, at he's 40 in line to take right less now. sacks than, than our worst year of taking sacks. What's our right worst now? year of taking sacks? Then it uh, must have been. I can't remember the numbers. I wish I would have looked at here, but. I heard that on around the NFL the other day. So I, okay. I don't know if that's that's an NFL podcast. I don't know. I didn't check the validity of that. So I- you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I assume that's correct from the Uh, NFL. Um, But look, Bryce Young has not shown me what I need to see to believe that he's going to succeed in Carolina. Not saying he's not going to succeed in the NFL. Not saying he's a terrible quarterback. But he's just not showing me what he wanted. Last week, he had a few good passes. He did. He had some really nice passes. But he threw for like 178 yards. No touchdowns. He drove the team down, down to the goal line two times and didn't score. I've got you've got to finish to that point, and maybe Greg, you will. also but to right piggyback off that. your to piggyback off your point, the turnovers. Yes, the he, the, he, the, I, the literal look, the eyeballs turnovers. every receiver from the big, for every interception he throws. Watch it. He steps back. He's looking at one receiver the whole time. This is the true. entire time, and he throws to that guy. Go back and watch the fourth, the, the last interception of the game this week where he lost it. Uh, Sanders, I feel like that Miles is like Sanders a play. Was open in the flat for a first down. Open in the flat, but right he wasn't. He was just stared down. Right. It's not just singling him out anymore. Like if you, we've we've done the film room enough yeah. times that there's multiple examples of it. Yeah. And again, I'm not. And Tony, like I said earlier, I'm not even necessarily blaming it all on him. I've even right. said that not to be it, his, yeah. that he's even regressed. From his Alabama traits, like watching his film, he was much more cognizant of what was happening around him at Alabama, which maybe that does put some onus on the coaching staff and what they're asking him to do. But it's undeniable, like especially since the Panthers have that stripe right down the middle of their helmets. Whenever they're in the quarterback view, you can always see what direction the quarterback is looking at because they're literally pointing in the direction that they're looking. Bryce does not come off of his first read the majority of the time. And that's a problem. And again, I don't know if that's on coaching or the pure lack of protection, but it's it's a problem and it continues to happen. I have the uh, stat for the sack. So the most sacks in a season was Steve Berline with 62. Um, that's an average of three points. Uh, We're passing that. 3.583. And uh, Bryce is on a- uh, per game, by the way. Um, Bryce is on average at 3.91 and because he's got 43 with 11 games. Yeah, with 11 games. No, no, I'm saying right now he's at 3.91 per game on average. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do, because he's already, well, I guess this would be the perfect year to compare the two because by the end of the year, Bryce will have played only 16 games because he missed that one game. Oh, that's right. That's right. That is a good point, yeah. I think this is, uh, I don't know, is I look, I don't like looking at for every picture that anybody shows me of Bryce not looking at an open receiver. There's another 10 or pictures of him having a bunch of covered receivers. Uh, There's a lot of problems on this team. Uh, There's a lot of reasons. uh, Look, is that the guys just can't get open fast enough. And as long as this offensive line just lets everybody buy. Um, so I don't like to just look at the anecdotal plays. I think I can look at the overall play and, um, and get a sense of what I'm kind of feeling about it. Um, I don't know if I've seen much from Bryce that has moved the needle on how I thought of him coming into, into the league in a positive way. 
I don't know if I've backtracked on the way I see him necessarily. I definitely thought it was going to go a lot easier than it was. I think, though, that I have seen some cool things out of him. One is his ability to stay alive right now. That's been pretty cool. Uh, I think he can make quick decisions. I think he truly does understand the football game a lot. So I think there's going to be a lot to build off of if and when he gets to a moment where he can, the game can kind of slow down for him. Right. I think the real problem with all of this is, is that we thought there wasn't going to be a transition period for Bryce Young. And the idea of there not being a transition period was um, rose-colored glasses at best in that moment. And then you got to factor in that would be even with a good team that that yeah. transition would still take some stuff. So, look, we'll be watching Bryce. We're kind of see oh. how Bryce continues. I think for me is that we just uh, have to monitor if uh, that type of player, if you're going to be able to put the pieces around him to keep him upright and give him the weapons he needs to succeed in this NFL fast enough for us to get to see it. But uh, let's move on. Well, okay. Before we do, I wanted to read two super chats and I wanted to pull up a comment that I think actually is very fair. And I think it's something that maybe we all should and could hear. Justin Long says, for all the podcasts out there, please stop assuming most of the fan base are defending Bryce. You're talking about a few fanatics that were wrong and thinks their own opinion matters. Most fans are objective. And that's a great point too. And I try and tell myself this too, as somebody who is admittedly on Twitter way more than I should be like the, the, the dialogue happening on Twitter isn't necessarily real life. You know, it's just the most diehard connected fans that follow Twitter and go back and forth. And even when it comes to podcasting too, the loudest voices are the ones that take up the most air. So they're the ones that get the responses. So, yeah, I, I think for the most part, people are subjective. And even for the people that are quote-unquote haters, you know, they're also subjective as well. It's not like they're trying to hate objective. on them. Or, or yeah, they're, they're, trying, they're not trying to pick on them. But they're wanting to call attention to what they think could be some better play. Can and I, I think that that's, that's a great point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Read these off, and then I got a new question for you guys. Yeah, uh, Muscles Marinara. Our Paisan says Tommy DeVito in the same situation as Bryce Young and won both his starts and threw three touchdowns in their game. Bryce Young hasn't done that. By the way, don't guess who uh, uh, Muscle's uh, second team is this year, huh? <laughs> the, uh, the New York yeah, right. Giants. And then uh, the final one, Jerry with the 499 says there's a lot of quarterbacks that start off good and end up a bust. So give Bryce a chance. Appreciate All right. you, Jerry. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for the support. Smash the thumbs up button. Call into the show at 252-228-5098. I want to go and talk about uh, something I read today or yesterday morning from Peter King. And uh, and this is, uh, what was the name? This is from his story. Um, It's Peter King's Football Morning in America. And he was talking about what was going on with the Carolina Panthers. And now, look, uh, I feel like every time the fucking Peter King is involved with the Carolina Panthers, bad. <laughs> he is like, get our dude, name any, out. Dude, any, forget Peter King. Any inside information coming from the Carolina Panthers 
feels bad. This is it's the guy that blew up the cam and the I want to be an icon comment in the beginning. So Peter King comes around. Now, this is some things. And what I think is um, I wanted to highlight Peter King's comments in this story about the Carolina Panthers and then maybe talk about some of the parallels that we're hearing from other analysts that are really kind of while we're sitting here on the ground trying to figure out what's going on, these guys are looking at it from the outside and they see real dysfunction, right? And to the point of where now a lot of people in the football world are concerned or at least having, I feel like the sentiment is growing that this is head still heading in the bad direction rather than something that's touched the bottom. Like we could, in this case, face years of losing ahead. And then I have one other question I think we'll start with, and that's about sentiments on Frank Wright. But here, this is what Peter King says. He said, there's one thing as told to me, or this is what he wrote. There's one other thing as told to me by one NFL offensive coach with a long history in the league. One thing, this is quote, one thing these owners who fire people quickly don't understand what it takes to build a team, particularly a team with a rookie quarterback. The quarterback comes in his first year after the draft, and it's a short offseason. And if he's going to start right away, it's an accelerated process. So you go through with that fir- through that first year, and you're looking forward to correcting all of his mistakes and continue to build him up in the full offseason a year or two. So you hire this head coach, who I'm pretty sure is hands-on, and his quarterback's coach in the middle of the first year. Uh, or you fire, excuse me, you fire his head coach, who I'm sure was pretty hands-on, and his quarterback coach in the middle of his first year. And he works with other people for the rest of the year, and then everybody gets fired. And then there's a third group that comes in to coach the young quarterback. I mean, maybe they'll keep the coaches who stayed after right, but I doubt it. So the young quarterback getting coached by three different sets of people in his first 12 months as your franchise quarterback, how is that healthy? This is what's one NFL offensive coach commented to Peter King and Peter King wrote to that question. How is it healthy? He wrote, it isn't. It's a lunacy. Now I want to start with this guys as we'll continue to break down um, some of the things that he said. I find it kind of strange that there is such a, sympathetic undertone to maybe the Frank Reich regime throughout the football world, a from the football world, a Tepper moved rashly in this case. And I understand the lack of continuity here, but guys, do we really think at this point, regardless of how many quarterback coaches get their hands on Bryce Young in this first year, does anybody in here believe that it was unwise to give Frank Reich less than one year with this quarterback? Um, Cause I feel like that's what the football world continue continues to sort of intimate in a soft way is not necessarily a defense for Frank Reich, but there is this kind of focal that has turned to David Tepper, like brash, rash, David Tepper can't hold his pants on. He got to fire everybody. Fire, fire, fire. And yes, that has happened. But that would also suggest that this wasn't the correct decision. Right. I mean, here, listen, I don't, I don't think that I would almost say that it made more sense to let Frank ride it out to the end of the year. Um, 
However, I understand the desire to want to pull the 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 cord immediately. Um, David Tepper, to me, people say he's not patient. I don't know that that's necessarily true. You know, he gave Marty Herney more time than he deserved, right? He gave Matt Rule more time than he deserved. Um, I think that he's he seems to be patient. I think he's growing impatient. Um, and I think that could be the argument here is that he's becoming impatient due to the, uh, the circumstances surrounding this, but I really don't know that keeping Frank Reich would have been the better answer for Bryce Young, because clearly Frank was doing things that weren't conducive for a positive environment for a rookie quarterback. Um, I think him staying there would have been worse. That's my question is would keeping Frank Reich and this guy for the or or that staff through this challenge right here, right through well, I, the face of this despair of the fan base and all of this, and to come out on the other side on the side of patience, time, process, it's going to work its way out. Is there a world where that actually does harm to Bryce Young too? Well, I mean, I think that it's definitely worth mentioning. I mean, that that's what we've said before. I mean, if you look at Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold and other rookie quarterbacks that have had a carousel of coaches and play callers, it's just it's never good for the development of a young quarterback who clearly still needs a lot of developing. And listen, I don't think that Frank Reich was doing himself any favors, especially when you have moments where it's like they had to call a timeout because Adam Thielen wasn't in a, in the game and the play that was called was literally only designed for Adam Thielen. Like, weird shit like that didn't do Frank Reich any favors, no. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, does anyone feel like they really got to see the vision of what Frank Reich was trying to build here in Carolina offensively? Not no, but hell no. And how was he supposed to? This is why deal. I've been trying to point the attention at Fitterer forever because what ultimately ended up happening is that Frank Wright, Josh McCown, Deuce Staley, and a bunch of others, they got punished for David Tepper and Frank Wright, I mean, pardon me, and Scott Fitterer delivering them an inept 53-man roster that didn't have enough talent on the offensive line, that definitely didn't have enough talent at the wide receiver position, and you're trying to take a team that was proven to be successful as a run-first kind of football team. You wanted to turn them into a passing attack, which, by the way, is what David Tepper wanted. This was supposed to be the era where the Carolina Panthers were going to move to being an offensive-minded football team that was willing to pass the ball down the field, looking more like a modern NFL team that has success. So you knew that you were going to be transitioning to this new time in your in your team's history and offense, there was just not enough time for Frank Wright to do any of the things that he wanted to do. So, yeah. no, I don't necessarily no. think that it would have gotten drastically better next year, but I also don't think that it's fair to heap all of this on Frank Wright and saying mm-hmm. that it's his problem that all of this ended up being as bad as it was. Because if there if there wasn't enough talent, then that's on the people that have been filling up this roster for the past three years in a row. I would agree with you if it wasn't for the fact that the people that came here came because of Frank Reich. You know, like not, not I, all of them, not not all of them. A few. The, a few. When you when you see the the guys like 
uh, Houston. You have guys like Thielen. You have guys like Miles Sanders. Um, a lot of these so guys. Thielen, I, w- I would say, has really been really productive. But so we'll say three. The Thielen one is is again that's something that I'm not entirely sure is going to be one that we're going to look back at as being a good decision for us to sign him with the contract that he got. Um, okay. But nonetheless, so but I my, what my, CK saying is that Wright's fingerprints are more on this roster than just him. Uh, like, hey, this is a, oh, just, this is what I, I got to work I with. I don't think it is as much as you think it is, though. Like, like honestly, like you just named three players, but like who else came here because of Frank Reich that you can name? That hasn't worked out because you can't really name Thielen. Thielen worked out. Like we can say he came because of oh, right, you can whatever. Say that he, he came here out. because of right. Beyond because, that, you, you have yeah. a fifty-three man roster. You just named three players. I think even if you named seven or eight more players, but, you could still say this franchise or this team was not what Frank Reich built. Well, my you know, my point being is the, the is is that I think that Frank Reich has the fingerprints on this roster as a whole, and the the reality is. No matter which way you look at it, this offense was his offense. And this offense was god-awful. We've never seen an offense this bad in the history of the Carolina Panthers. And we went through a really bad situation uh, back in 2010, I, right? I, I'll, I'll say yeah, and I want to say that. Every, no, sorry, good. I'm, but that's a, that's my my point with CK, where what I think uh, CK is getting onto the trail of that I am interested in is – is regardless of like uh, when you hear all the NFL people out there saying this is crazy, it's lunacy to fire a bunch of, like, and then they throw all the soccer coaches in there and things like this. How could you, in good faith, walk into next season with this coaching staff? No, is there a world where you could just shrug off how bad this season was and you'd say, you know what? <laughs> Dan Campbell started out one and ten too, or uh, whatever. What's the list of all the quarter, but the coaches, and it'll be like, well, uh, I even Chuck, no, blah blah blah. Like, how you think it was question. irrational for David? And I, I think it was bad enough to where I don't know how I could even pitch to myself if I'm David Tepper or anybody saying, huh, "Good idea, let's just run this shit back." Yeah. Well, here's here's and Greg, I want to at least bring this up real quick and then you can respond to that. But I think it leads more into my my point of I think this shows that David Tepper wasn't sold on Frank Reich to begin with. Maybe. Right. Not. Yeah, maybe not. No, I think that's a great point. I agree. Well, let me ask, though, and like I said, I'm not a Frank Reich um, a, like apologist because I, I didn't want Frank Reich and I don't think that he was the right guy for Carolina in the long Clearly. term. Um. But I still feel like we gave him a short leash. Like every excuse we give, right? And I hate to make this comparison, Bryce Young. Yeah, I've been. Frank Reich this. has the exact same excuse. Yeah. New team, new he's ownership. Not a rookie. Bry- Bryce did. Okay, that's the one thing. He's not a rookie. Okay, that's the one thing. Is he's not a rookie. Beyond that, he also can see over the Bryce players Young, on the line. Every excuse we give Bryce Young, not having the talent, uh, new coaching, new scheme, new city. Yeah. Uh, Frank Reich didn't choose Bryce Young. Bryce Young didn't choose Carolina. Every excuse we give Bryce Young with have the to give him more than a being year. a rookie, Frank Reich can use too. Yet for some reason, we we pound Frank Reich like this was completely his fault, and it wasn't. Now, I don't think Frank Reich was the per, was the coach. Like I said, I'm not I'm not defending him like that. But what I'm saying is, I think we give Frank Reich too short of a leash based on what he was given as well. He was given a bad situation with a bad owner and a bad GM 
They drafted a quarterback that wasn't the right quarterback for this team on a team with no talent. The GM didn't give him. He had a lot of bad stuff going for him too. And I and every, feel every like time I'm... Frank Wright coached, we scored more points than anybody else this year, with the exception of the last game. So I mean, come on, like seriously, we got the best production out of Frank Reich than we had of of anybody else on this team. And, did, and none of that makes me want to keep Frank Reich. I agree, but it doesn't make me want to fire him either because it's not his fault, man. You cannot say it's everybody. Like you can't say it's solely. I his was fault. not feeling it, bro. He was the same. I mean, no, I I, I, I agree with Greg. I, I mean, listen, it, it, both of these things Dude. can be true. He was obviously not the coach for us, and we're moving on, and we're going to be talking about who the next coach that we want is. Uh, but all of those things are true. Literally everything that he said was true. It might not be Frank Reich's first year in the NFL, but if it's true that you need more than one year to see what a team is going to become, by the way, the Lions are one of the better teams right now. And their first season, they won like one or two games. And, and, I mean, and, and those wins didn't come until the very end of the season. With so a rookie, if you're gonna make a, all these, if you're gonna make all these excuses and say, well, the, okay, well then Bryce, it, he needs that time. He needs a better O line. He needs a better this, a better that. You have to give that Sam Leeway to Frank Reich. So do you think it was a mistake to move on from Frank Reich? Here's do you think it's a mistake to move on from Frank Reich? But Tony, I don't like it that it's either or. That it's either we shouldn't have moved on from him, or uh, he was ramrod, you know, and we didn't. Oh, I agree. I don't need it to be either or, but I don't know if I could look at myself in the mirror and say, I feel good. I want Frank Wright to come back next year. Right. Right. And here's, I couldn't say that to myself. Here's here's the thing I I think is important, right? It's not just a matter of the one year that we had Frank only getting one year. This year was a disappointment. It's that all the things that we were good at last year, we got worse at with him at the helm, like significantly worse. And when you look at what the culture was of the Colts at the end of his tenure with the Colts, the Colts culture was garbage. Her, they were they were playing poker in the back instead of actually doing anything that was like they were not bought into Frank Reich at all. And so if you're David Tepper and you see 90 percent of the roster was intact this year, right, from our defense to our offense outside of a quarterback and a running back, uh, maybe a wide receiver and DJ Moore, but. You know, for the most part, everything was intact. Our entire O-line was exactly the same for the most part for the entire season, uh, it, uh, for the majority of the season. And and it's every part that was good last year took a step back. On top of that, on top of that, Frank Reich told us, we don't want to be a power run team. But then goes on to talk about how our offensive line is built to be a power run team. But we're not going to be that. Look, look, like I said, I'm, I'm not defending Frank Reich like he's some great coach. I just, I just, I think he got a raw deal. But here's the thing: sure. you left a few things out there. We don't have the exact same team. First of all, we've changed schemes on defense. Right. We have a new defensive coordinator. Our defense is totally different, and we lost a few key players. So, like, our defense is totally different. Our offense: we had CMC half the year last year. We had DJ Moore the whole year last year. So, our offense has changed quite yeah. a bit too. We have Austin Corbett, who's been injured most of the year. You We've know, had like nine, eight, it's not, seven it's not, different it's guards. And, right, but what I'm saying is it's, it's, not been a, it's not been a – you take what we took last year, and we have the exact same thing this year, and we're not getting the same production. It's very similar in a, to it. in a couple yeah. of ways, and their similarities are we traded away CMC and we got better. We had a, you know, we had a better run game. You're right. We, we did have a better run game. We got better without CMC. 
And and we when you look at the offensive line, um, yeah, we had Austin Corbett come back for a few games, and when he came back, this offensive line was still garbage. Great. Yeah. I mean, the whole line sucks. I agree um, with that. But what I'm right. saying is our offensive line wasn't great last year. It was no, way I agree. better. No, than I agree with now. Greg. I agree yeah, with Greg. It wasn't great last it was year. Be- so. It was better, but it was anyway. I don't want to get we're over. Bottom third, we're bottom two. I don't want to fall we- too much into the rabbit hole on that. I just wanted to think about this is, to me, I feel like uh, Frank Reich and the larger NFL, or no, the larger NFL community has shifted the conversation to the Carolina Panthers as David Tepper driving this. Yeah, is uh, that David Tepper's the villain that Frank Reich and these guys kind of just got or just another, you know, fodder in the way of his cannon fire or whatever it may be. And I just find that in some ways to be a little interesting, right? Or at least uh, noteworthy that, some of the narrative out there isn't a little stronger with this. Bryce Young, this is how I think you could also shape it. Bryce Young, number one overall pick, most prepared to enter the NFL and succeed from day one, has left more questions on the field than answers. And Frank Reich, the guy who was meant the longtime NFL quarterback, quarterback's coach, offensive mind head coach, and his super squad of seasoned coaches were meant to come in here and usher along this young quarterback as fast as possible. But but usher along has turned into, in some ways, regression in even what you thought Bryce Young could be. I think you could shape the narrative a little bit towards, hey, Frank Reich is part of the reason that we're not fucking talking more glowingly about Bryce Young, whether that's true or not, whether I'm ready to push that. I just think from a national standpoint, David Tepper has gotten into the crosshairs of not only Panther fans, but now you have it like this. This is, let's go back to Peter King's story. We'll skip the slot, the second, go to the final slide of that story he says i feel for this is peter king i feel for the fans of carolina he writes the panthers will have to either franchise or overpay their best player edge rusher brian burns free agent in march to stay on this sinking ship after dealing mccaffrey and dj Moore in the last 14 months they've got massive offensive hole and their only proven reliable uh, receiver adam thielen will be 34 next opening day the way to not fix things is with impatience, which is Tepper's best trait. The Panthers, he continues, are miles from hopelessness. And the captain of the ship leads the league in panic. He's the Steinbrenner with he's Steinbrenner without winning. Now the question is, is there anyone in his life or in the Panthers organization who can keep David Tepper from driving? The franchise off a cliff. Those are pretty fucking harsh words about our owner. Yeah. And like it's I'm so used true. to reading, but now when you just leave, that is the story of the Carolina Panthers around the country. Yeah, like they're they're, yeah, they're writing about us like we're cancer patients. We're the Browns. Like, like we're the we're, you know, like whoa, yeah. whoa, our Panthers fans. 
And but look, like let's be real, that's how a lot of us feel. Like Greg came on the podcast saying how dejected he's been. Let me listen to the cat calls, which we're gonna do here in a little bit. Everybody's talking about, bro, if it wasn't for C3, I don't even know how much I would even be paying attention to this football team right now. Like the level of dejection is just it's at an all-time high <laughs> for Carolina Panther fans. And the only ones that are gonna make it through this time. They're the 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 doer dies, man. The guys that would just never give up on their keep pounding Panthers, no matter what happens. And you they're know, beating like- they're beating the life out of us, right? They're beating our spirit. They're killing our spirits. And I have a friend, uh, Clip Brock, who's uh, I go on Pirate Radio with, uh, and he's a longtime Redskins slash Commanders fan. And he's dejected about his football team. He hates, he loves the NFL. He loves the commanders and he hates the commanders and hates the NFL. And to him, it's just like anytime something for his team could in theory possibly go right. He doesn't believe it can. So it's like favored on the road, whatever. Actually, that's a great litmus test right there with, with him saying that I want to ask y'all, when we had the ball with a chance to drive down the field and score, did y'all feel any chance by, no. by any means we were going to win that game? No. I didn't either. I had I just, no faith oh, no, we were going to win that game. I maybe. Tie. No, we were trying no. to get down there and get – well, I don't think we – I think we had to get a touchdown. I think they went up – or were they up only by no, three? I think it, it was, yeah, it was 21-19, um, I think, or 21-18. Listen, I think it would be easy for me to say yes because the drive before they were very methodical and were able to – uh, you know, drive down and it looked really beautiful and, and it was an amazing drive right before that. Uh, Bryce Young did a little pirouette into us uh, for a two point yeah. conversion. Cool. Like you're like, oh, my God, yeah. his confidence is up there. Oh, and then yeah. the play after is the Matt, <laughs> uh, Mike Evans. And I'm like, oh, we're fucked. Like, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can't. You, I think you, the Mike Evans touchdown is what we expect. Yeah, you know, it's just Florida like it's ever. no yeah. matter what happened. And, and I didn't feel like that three years ago. Right. And I mean, I guess those were the moments that were starting to move me in that direction. I, uh, Cody, what did I say the first time I ever came on your, came to your house? Uh, that if Cam Newton's on the field for the Panthers, I feel like we have a chance. Yeah. And, uh, right now it's just like, gosh, it's tough with, uh, thinking we have a chance, something good. Um, let's talk about that old, old ass Adam Thielen. Yeah, well, let's do it, man. Wow. And this uh this kind of made some waves. This is a little juicy. Yeah, this is a Do you got the audio clip? Juicy. You want me to pull up? Yeah, the video? yeah, no, I, I, man, you know I, hey, come on, man. Who are you talking about right here? Uh but no, dude, listen, Adam Thielen, he was one of the more um vocal uh believers in what Frank Reich was building here in Carolina. He even went on the Pat McAfee show and said that he could see how this team uh, could be a Super Bowl contender, right? Obviously, things did not go as planned. But uh, this is Adam Thielen basically kind of talking about his future here in Carolina and what that might look like. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It's it's tough. Um, plans have changed. Fucking ping pong table, dude. And uh, like you said, when I... Signed here, um, envisioned this to be a lot different, but that's just part of life. Um, sometimes, um, most of the time, the way that you want things to go usually doesn't happen. So um, you just kind of keep working, 
keep control when you can control. Um, and then obviously um, you assess things when you can and you have time to, and then um, you make the best decision for the team, for yourself, and, and you move forward. the sinking ship is what it is. Yeah. Wow. Sinking wow, ship. Wow, he sees wow. it, man. He's reading the writing, writing on the wall. He said well, the plans I think he... have changed. I don't know I mean, that. I don't I, think that if, we, if we ran it back, I wonder if he just thought that the plans with the Panthers have changed because they're no longer. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Bringing I don't Frank think it, Reich in the future. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. The, Frank Reich was a big part of why I decided to come here. He believed in the vision of what Frank Reich was built was building. And listen, we, we, we call into question his age a lot. He's 33 years old. And listen, when you're past your 30s, you want to go to a contending football team. Yeah. You don't want to spend. He your wanted to on- before he came here. That was well, a big thing. Yeah, it like got he wanted out to go of some- better interest. That's what any uh, thirty-plus-year-old wide receiver wants to do in the twilight of his career. He wants to go somewhere where he's going to be able to contend for whatever division he's in. And he thought that was going to be the Panthers, and it's not it. And also, if you're Adam Thielen. Like you have firsthand knowledge of what type of talent is and isn't on that team. He knows that he's the best wide receiver in that room. Right. And he probably recognizes that as a problem. So, uh, you know, I, if, if he and his wife decided, hey, look, if I have a year or two left to play, I'm not sure I want to do it with the Carolina Panther team that might not be figuring this out anytime soon. How could you blame him? Well, um, interesting. Yeah, and and I don't know if that would be in the Panthers' interest to keep him um, throughout that type of career if he wasn't getting better, if we weren't getting better. That's a great question. Is unfortunately, this is how the Panthers do get stuck, is that we if we trade him or release him, we'll just get sunk with some guaranteed money. Uh, I told you Adam Thielen looked slow when we were watching those damn uh, whatever show we watched at the beginning that the Panthers put out about their oh yeah the uh, the the camp confidential and he was like, and he was I was like damn he is but putting everything out there that, to run he, across remember he put some Instagram clips out uh, like like right yeah. after he signed with the team and we were yeah. all like homie's looking kind of slow. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think they've done uh, a pretty good job in putting him into the slot and uh, allowing his route running to be what gets him open, not as just uh, his standard speed. Sure, um, and that's what was going to need to be done. You just hope he's course. not impeding some other player's development later on mm, yeah. because he's just the most experienced and really reliable, which, I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous saying. Uh, the question, though, is, is look, is I, I think that shows you, though, that this isn't um this is gonna have to require another big overhaul. Right? Yeah. Is this is yeah. uh I think Adam Thielen is recognizing this is this was you know, we all kind of got bamboozled into optimism here. Yeah. But this thing is looking no bueno. No I mean the best case scenario, I mean, if you think about this, the what is the uh, the the most supreme ideal scenario for the Carolina Panthers is to get a coach that comes in that likes working with Bryce that believes in Bryce and that can get him in liking you got to be able to to recognize what he can do and maximize that you can like him all you want to 
Well, they have to believe in him. Yeah. And if they don't believe in him, they're not going to give him what I think the best, again, best case scenario is a guy in here that really believes that Bryce Young can be what many people said he was going to be, that believes in him as being in a bad situation, and that what you just say is this, is this entire year is what year one was supposed to be, and that is just getting Bryce looking better from week to week. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the best case scenario you can hope for next year. And yeah. I mean, somebody just like Mike McDaniels for the Miami Dolphins, who before Tua had really showed us anything, he was talking about how he wanted to coach Tua and how he felt Tua would be the guy for the job. I yeah. mean, you're gonna have. And by the way, that's why my my number one choice for the next head coach is still Bobby Slowick. I, I, I like the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. Uh, that whole Houston Texans outlet wanted to draft Bryce Young. He comes from that Kyle Shanahan tree that is also used to shorter quarterbacks with not quite the arm talent, yet they've always been successful. In my opinion, that's the guy for the job. I know Ben Johnson is the hot name. Uh, uh, Mr. Strats with the $2 says, y'all sleeping on inspiration from Tabor. I'm sorry, Stratch, but I'm fast asleep, brother. <laughs> he did not look like that. Brother, I am. <laughs> no. bro, not only am I sleeping, I've already taken my melatonin. I've already taken like five drops. <laughs> bro, I'm in bed. Just I'm like chilling. a bunch of CBD gummies. Dude, dude. dude that's what, what I'm saying. I got the blanket pulled up over me. I got the heating pad around my feet. <laughs> bro, I am past out, dude. And listen, Tabor's a great guy. I think he's a good special teams coach. But I'm, I'm going to be honest, some of these last games, including the Titans, uh, you know, they've been very winnable for us. That Tampa mm-hmm. Bay game was winnable for us, mm-hmm. and we still weren't able to do it. So, in my opinion, if we're not able to get some of these easier games out the way and get some Ws, then I, I'm sorry, brother. I just don't have a lot of hope. For but, it buddy, if we haven't done anymore. it, if we haven't done it yet, it's really hard to believe it's going to happen in the future, unless it just falls into your lap. That's the sad part about what was going on with Reich is that telling you, Ron Rivera, we used to get so mad at some of the things he said, missed opportunities, right? You get fucking go crazy over that. The other one is he would always say that games come down to two or three plays. They do. usually, And it's really the case. You know what I'm saying? It's one sack. You should couldn't, you didn't need to take one turnover, one play you could have made. The Panthers, I don't feel like, have been getting boat raced all season in a, in one way. And that's why I think, I mean, yeah, they have gotten handled. They haven't looked good. But it's like there have been games that were reasonable, that they really just decided to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in so many ways. That's why I was so big on those first two games in the division for the very beginning of the season, helping set a tone and a confidence for this team. And then the they lost the confidence. They got injured. They got hurt. They got insulted. And they fell into a tailspin. They couldn't pull out of the stall. And um, so you're right. Uh, Greg, did you have something to say? And then, Cody, go on with whatever we got yeah. next. Yeah. yeah, I want to bring up the this actually t- the dovetails perfectly to this right here. Uh, I put up a poll in the chat of how long will it take Carolina to turn the ship around. 9% says one year, 19% says two years, 41% says three, and 30% oh. says four. So most people oh. look at three to four years. And the second thing I want to say about the chat is seriously, y'all, we got uh, how many people we got in the chat? Over 150, 160 right now. 
We have like 58, 62 thumbs up. Seriously. It's free. Hit that thumbs, Hit thumbs up. up. Uh, thumbs up. Uh, yeah. And uh, by the way, shout out to the boy, uh, Strat. Uh, he says, bet me. We're winning this weekend. He says, nice, he, nice. he says he wants I almost line. took that. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 I picked this last weekend because this stupid bump you're supposed to get with people like. Hey, Tabor. who are we playing? Who are we playing? I, I, I almost took that, but the last few bets I've made haven't been paid out. And Strats, I'm not saying anything about you, but I just don't want to make any bets with anybody online anymore. Right, how, about, how, about this, them, so. how about how about this, Strats? I, I'm going on some action with you. Let's go five dollars. Are they saying? Is it saying? I, I, I will, I'll cash after you five dollars if the Panthers get a W. Is it the Saints? Who we got? Uh, I believe it's the Saints. No, interesting. Yeah, we got a deal. Where we can't, the winner can't. Alave for nine million yards. Um, Uh, I don't know. Jameis Winston will probably be the quarterback. I love Jameis. Taysom Hill. Good, good. We'll probably play. Dude, I love Taysom Hill. I don't care who. I do too. I think I, I, I picked him up fantasy, and he's great. Dude, <laughs> I can play him at quarterback. Dude. I can play him wide receiver. I can play him running back. Or I can if play him at tight end. They let you he's play him in whatever position, Whatever position I want to. Yeah, it's great. If he's solely quarterback, he's garbage. But with where he can do five different things, the dude is uh, is a lock in yeah, fantasy. I just put him in as tight end because they get the best. Uh, they get the best points for reception. So put him in tight end. He still gets all the other stats. So. All right, so Strats just wants me to state publicly that uh, he knows what he's talking about. If he, if he, okay. Strats does know what he's talking about, but I still. Uh, All right, uh, <laughs> smart guy. Yeah, um, maybe take some calls. Yeah. We got a lot of show to get through. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Look, I, after this one, uh, we'll do nothing but phone calls. Uh, I, I feel like this was relevant, so I included it. This is from Diana Rossini. Uh, she, uh, this is talking about everything going on with the Panther situation. Uh, there's one thing that money can't buy. It's peace of mind. With rookie quarterback CJ Stroud tearing up the NFL and number one overall pick Bryce Young struggling, there's no peace in Carolina. Panthers owner David Tepper has been desperate to see improvement on offense and hasn't seen it, not even once. Uh, open quote here, Stroud early success 100% played into Tepper's decision to fire head coach Frank Wright. We felt the pressure and frustrations a Panthers source shared over the phone this week. It's hard to step in and carry the weight of a franchise. Bryce has done it harder than most here. Uh, despite the team trading up to draft number uh, young number one in April, a team source said that by week five, multiple coaches wanted to bench the rookie quarterback uh, for, for veteran quarterback Andy Dalton. Some believed that the team needed a change and that young required more coaching. The team decided this wasn't about trying to get wins in the short term, but to stay on task with teaching and developing young in the offense. From all my conversations this past week, the Panthers still believe Bryce Young can be an incredible quarterback. Another team source texted, he needs better protection and weapons. He has it. We do not protect the middle of the pocket. He needs it most in this area because he's 5'10". So, uh, you know, news from Diana that there were a lot of people who are uh, in the organization that wanted to bench Bryce at a point in time. Um, in my opinion, that was probably Frank Reich and Josh McCown um, or else, you know. Um, deuce. Oh, yeah, 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 deuce, yeah, deuce. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. What do y'all, what do y'all make of this? And this is from Diana Rossini. 
I don't know. Is uh, it's kind of like what was going on in week five? I feel like Bryce had just gotten hurt around that time, right? We started out one, two games. I mean, it wasn't like he was. I think he may have came back and played a game by that point. I I think more importantly is that the team uh, that yeah, if that was that the team decided it wasn't about trying to get wins in the short term, but to stay on task with teaching and developing young in the offense. Yeah. Right. I think that's the sentence to key in on. And if you do circle back to the previous sentence, yep. that some people have the belief that Young needed more coaching, more development. And I wanted to point this out is I know, I mean, like right now, everybody is under fire for the, for how bad it is from Frank Wright to getting fired for people saying Thomas Brown could have done it better to now people saying Thomas Brown don't do shit, can't do nothing, right? He's worst play caller or whatever. And then there's these two things. I do think under center play helps in the NFL. I don't like yeah. necessarily just uh, believing and living. So I guess this is what I would say is a lot of people right, right now are going crazy about – Icky Aquanu, and they'll be like, well, if he's a pass, but he's a run blocking top left tackle. So you got to use him to his strengths. You got to do this. Like, well, you know what? We also need you to be able to do everything in the NFL. Sorry, this isn't fucking temple. We need you. If you're playing left tackle in the NFL to be able to pass, protect and run block. So I think that people say it. Oh, well, under center doesn't play to Bryce's strengths and this and that. I think we just have to say is that Bryce is number one pick in the draft. He's an NFL quarterback. If he can't play under center, then that's like he's got to be able to do both. So I don't think we need to overly protect him from those scenarios. Right. So I do think that the under center play that would have helped disguise some of the runs would have maybe got some of the run game going a little bit better earlier. But the other thing that people have been talking about, like it was just a magic fix, magic fucking fix, motion, motion, motion. Oh, well, motion and we'll do this. The play that looked like the biggest disaster in, in, in the history of football almost. The only thing that made it the not the worst play on Sunday was that um, who was it that threw that trick play? The Bengals tried to throw a pass with uh, T Higgins or whatever, and it got intercepted. If that play wouldn't have happened, the uh, Ian Thomas motion play where they motioned Ian Thomas across the line and then ended up throwing like a swing, a wide receiver screen in that situation where Mingo, I guess, or whoever it was, it was either Mingo or Chark didn't step back properly. People could talk about the poor execution from Mingo, but really if you watch that play is the clock is drawn down. The play is to not complete. They didn't get it set in time. And so what I'm saying is, is that is the reason that there were some limitations on some of these more advanced things, because man, maybe Bryce just wasn't as polished and ready to do all those things right off the bat that everybody assumed they said. And recently we heard some discussion about how Reich wanted them to wear a wristband and he likes hearing the calls. 
So is yeah. it as simple of just saying, oh, well, we can do all this shit? Well, what if you're what if your offense, your play call, you got a first-year play caller in Thomas Brown, you got a rookie quarterback, you got an interim head coach, and you can see how making these things too complicated gets you either a delay of game or onto something dumb like this, right? So I don't know if it's just as simple as like, oh, more motion, and Bryce Young would have been awesome. Yeah, uh, there, there's uh, so much that goes into it. Again, I believe that everybody was um, handcuffed due to the personnel. But more uh, talk that Bryce needs development, even yeah. this is coming from within the organization. All right, it let's continue. Um, uh, so this is the final bit uh, from Diana Rossini. Panthers, and this is surprising to a lot of people, uh, Panthers defensive coordinator Ajiro Rivero was never approached by Tepper to take over the interim head coach position, Elix Ork said. If you recall, when Rivera was asked to take that role in Denver after the firing of Daniel Hackett, he turned it down. He later explained he didn't believe it was a good situation. He was fired at the end of the 2022 season and hired to call the defense in Carolina. There are people on the current staff who believe Rivera will have some head coach opportunities outside of Carolina in a few weeks. And, and this is interesting I still believe it's a little bit premature uh, for the head coaching talk, but I mean, seeing as what he's been able to do with the sheer amount of injuries on our defense, I mean, crazier things have happened, but I also wouldn't blame him for not wanting to be tied uh, to this situation and have that on his resume. Um, this is what most Panther fans are loving. The expectation in the Panthers building is that David Tepper would try to lure the Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson to Carolina after trying to hire him last season. Johnson decided to stay in Detroit last hiring cycle, but the league source told me Johnson is ready for a head coaching job now. And this is what everybody wants. Ben Johnson's the hot name right now. Uh, and this is basically the odds-on favorite in Vegas to be the next head coach of the Panthers. I don't know how much I believe that at this point, but we will see. This is the part that kind of pissed me off, Tony. And I'm really going to be real about it. Uh, if this is true, apparently some in the Panthers organization, per a league source, <laughs> have been texting Johnson about how complicated it's been to work in Carolina this season. Johnson is expected to be a top coaching candidate in 2024. Bro, let me tell you something. If you're a coach on this staff trying to tell other coaches not to come here, bro, you better get your mark ass the fuck off my team, bro. Like, honestly, what are you even saying? That is 100% some snake-in-the-grass type of bullshit. Don't try to ruin the future of my Panthers just because you're in a bullshit situation. Bro, get that shit the fuck out. If you're somebody that's telling someone not to come to the Panthers, we don't need you in this fucking organization, bro. Peace out. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out, pussy. That's how I feel. Jeez, get him. No, nah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. That's yeah, 100%. Oh, I mean, it might not have been a great place to work this year, though. 
I mean, but still, fuck out of here. Man, aren't you, aren't you part but... of the reason it may not have been a great place to work? Like, can't you? Take I think a they're insinuating that you want, you shouldn't fucking want to deal with Tepper. Like, we're trying to get out of the hole, the hole that we're in, so we're going after the name that we all want. That's the offensive mind, and you're telling them not to come here, bro. Maybe fuck you, dog. I wonder if get that should be considered here. tampering. It should be. And they should be fucking fine, too. How about that? You know, You're fucking tampering. There's no way to stop Yeah, it. I know. I'm just saying it's like we only think of tampering in a positive way. It's like meddling. This is like mm. the staff, the Frank Rice. Some salty motherfuckers that are mad at the situation. That, yeah, some sour grapes mad at the situation that they're in. So they want to tell Ben Johnson not to come here? Bro, fuck you and the horse that you rode in on, son. Straight what do we got up. next? What's up uh, next? Do you know what we have next? We have Panther fans who want like to tell that. us their opinions on the Carolina Panthers. And if you would like to do so, the number to leave your message is 252-228-5098. Let's do some cat call. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels two, good. Like- and a three and a four and a four. Come on, buddy. Hey, man, I've had three weeks in a row where it worked. And now, up. What's up, C3? It's Kyle from Spartanburg. Wanted to call in and talk about some things I I don't really hear too often. Um, the first thing is I want to talk about Burns and how Burns really he's playing like one of the bottom end defensive ends in the entire NFL. I mean he has six sacks, you know, a lousy amount of tackles. He has one total tackle in three games this year, which is just unacceptable. Um, and in that sack department, Etergos Matos has two and a half sacks, and he's number three on the team. He's the third best, even though he just missed, what, five, six, seven weeks. I mean, it's just sad that these that this team is, you know, underutilizing our young players. Jeremy Chin only got seven snaps last game, so it looks like Everell doesn't even appreciate him. Guys like Alex Cook, who we picked off of, the Giants is getting more snaps than a guy rookie of the year a couple of years ago. So, you know, just things like this to to think about for the years, you know, coming up that the team's kind of young, but, you know, a lot of our players aren't meeting expectations that we want them to. And, then, you know, that's on the defensive side, you know, the offensive side been a struggle the entire year probably one of the worst in the nfl so it's just really hard to really see any hope for the future especially without a first round pick and you know we can say to go get t higgins or go get someone but they have to want to come here and if they're getting similar money for other opportunities for better teams you know why wouldn't they go there so so hopefully you know everything gets better soon and you know we just got to just gotta keep pounding and hope Bryce actually works out and the team can hire a competent head coach and a different general manager. But 
I hope you all have a good show. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, bringing up Brian Burns, you know what is? Uh, what do you guys think in the wake of this? Is I saw um, Sheena Quick do a one of her like Monday, like just like call out little short videos, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that she said Brian Burns pushed him, and I was like, he didn't push him, <laughs> he didn't push him. Uh, this guy is Brian Burns said that earlier they said some things. Uh, that got him pissed off. Uh, I just looked from the Tampa Bay perspective, and all it says is that it came after the extra point or whatever, and that he was just getting too chippy. I haven't heard. I kind of would like to know more. Because unless, unless like, what the fuck could you have said earlier in the game that got you that angry throughout the whole game? Or can we just have you come out and say you were fucking frustrated about being a Carolina Panther? Well, he apparently did apologize to, you know, fans and other people. Uh, he said no that he wouldn't comment on whether or not it was like race related. Apparently, it was something that was called to both him and Marquise Haynes. Nobody would say what it is, but again, it's all the speculation. Uh, Burns has since said that he's acted out that he wasn't proud of what he did but Tony I think that Peter King uh, clip that you put in here kind of said it right like Brian Burns is on a sinking ship and you're either going to have to franchise tag him which no one wants to play under or uh, you're going to have to overpay him more than what he's worth just to get him to stay on this sinking ship or you're going to have to try and move him this offseason which if I'm a betting man I kind of think that's what we're going to do. And I kind of feel like we're at that point where the Panthers are going to do what we should have done for a long time now. And that's actually commit to the rebuild. And I think that you have to look at everybody on this roster with an open mind and say, what can we get for them? How much value does Taylor Moten have? How much value does Brian Burns have? Hey, how much value does JC Horn have? There's a lot of questions that the Panthers are going to need to answer. And you don't have a first-round pick. The free agent market for the offensive line is not that great. You're going to need to add a wide receiver in free agency and via the draft. You don't have a lot of draft picks to do so. I'm sorry. You're going to need more draft capital in the future than the Panthers currently have. And I don't know how it happens, but if I'm a betting man, I'm saying that Tony, we're not going to be sitting out the first round during our draft party like we're expecting. I think that before time, the Panthers are going to have a first round pick. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it happens, but I feel it. Well, you can't trade Brian Burns though, right? Because his contract's up at the end of this year. We didn't sign him, him, so he he just walked. Yeah, in but you can tag right? him and trade him. You can also do okay, a conditional tag. tag. That's a good point. You can yeah. also do a conditional tag where you tag him and he is yours unless another organization is willing to give more than you're willing to match. That's not a good thing, though. That doesn't help you. Then you don't get anything from that. You just lose No, because then you get, no, then you, if someone is willing, yeah, they'll give you a second round, uh, I believe a second round pick. Yeah, they have to give you, you get a pick. Yeah, there's a conditional tag. Uh, Yeah, I think the, I think Lamar and them would have gotten the first. 
if he if there somebody would have done that. Interesting. I can't remember what justifies the first over the second with that. Right. Um, but I do remember. I think Lamar. What did he actually get conditionally tagged, or was he? Uh, he did, was, but nobody a, stepped nobody up and made the overpay. Yeah, okay, right. gotcha. All right, here's well, some that more. That seems like uh, the move to me. Here's some more on Brian Burns from the next caller, I believe. How you doing? It is a great honor to be a Panthers' new general manager. I want to thank everybody for being here today. I'll take questions when I'm fucking done. All right, first order of business. Bryce, Burns, and Horn. Pack your shit. You're out. I'm shipping <laughs> your ass to New York. <clears throat> you know what I'm getting for you fucking guys? Two first-round picks, a second-round pick, and Tommy fucking Cutlets. That's what I'm getting. Hey, Joe Person, put your fucking hand down. You and your fucking dry-ass fucking annoying fucking voice. Fuck you. <laughs> I know what you're going to ask. Why would I trade the first overall pick for an undrafted rookie? Because he's a dying. That's why. You know the answer. Because he's a dying and he brings the cutlets, all right? Second order of business. New coach. You might know his grandfather, <clears throat> Vince Lombardi. I'm bringing in Joe Lombardi. At David Newton, you put your fucking hand down this minute, you <laughs> cocksucker. I know what you're going to ask. You and your double-sided fucking bullshit, annoying-ass questions, I know what you're going to say. Why would I bring him in? Because he's fucking Italian. Because he's Italian. <laughs> he's going to bring some fucking culture. Culture and cutlets. That's what I'm bringing to this fucking team. All right? <laughs> I'm down. You're going to see it on the field. Trust me. And in catering. Watch that shit. All right. Well, I'm going to resign. Right now, because obviously I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I didn't even earn this fucking job. Probably like the last fucking guy. So before I go to my former boss for five minutes, Mr. Tepper, you fucking nut-headed little fuck. Vafangul Bukyak. All right, I got to go. <laughs> you know what? Most people are sitting here go, I don't know what that shit means, but it sounds good. What's the chicken cut? Chicken cutlet. I love that. I love that every Italian kid too knows this is uh, this guy, Frankie Vitarini, who used to come on the show for when we do jet stuff back in the day. I haven't been, I haven't gotten up with him in a long time. And he'd be like, and one time he came on the show, he's, he's like, it's like when you get caught going in the cutlet jar. And I was just like, man, I know exactly what y'all motherfuckers <laughs> are talking about. Uh, that's my, that's a call tonight. That's a call. That's going to be hard to beat. Put your fucking hand down. Let's go to we the just next need call. some more Italians. You know, okay, that's brother, Italian. how I'm doing? G, come on, see you Well, G. Hey, man, I was thinking of something, man. With Bryce struggling and everything like that, you know, it was crazy. And I, and I, and I put this in your in a response to your uh, Twitter, Cody. Would you be mad if they did Bryce just like Arizona did Josh Rosen? Remember that dude, man? Remember Josh yeah. Rosen? Remember he played one year for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And then the following year, they picked up Kyler Murray. But, oh, yeah, we don't have a first-round pick. And I'm at the point now where I do want to give Bryce time, but I'm just tired of fucking losing. So do you – would you be against us pulling Josh Rosen on Bryce Young? Like if we find another quarterback that's a little bit decent and trade him or anything like that, even though we had Andy Dalton back there, it would be kind of stupid, but knowing Tepper, he probably would do some shit like that to save his own ass. Give me your thoughts on that, y'all. Josh Rosen. Is that like the new Bryce Young? Mm, something to think about. Keep pounding. 
Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I've thought about this too. I don't think we're in the position to do that, even though it's almost the exact same thing. Fired head coach, blah, blah, blah. it's almost exactly uh, what, what's happening. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think we have the ability to do that. I don't think we have a GM talented enough to orchestrate that, and I don't think we have the talent, even if we had a different GM, to be able to get that done. Um, it's a possible. I think it idea. would be massively irresponsible to do that too. Why? Look at the Arizona Cardinals. Do you think they're better off with Kyler Murray? No, and Josh look, Rosen they right still now? fucking suck. Right, but do you think they would suck with Josh Rosen or Kyler? Like, would they suck oh, worse I, with Josh I Rosen? Think Pretty sure they that, would. Um, well, I mean, Kyler Murray Josh MVP. Rosen was in the you know? sixth overall pick. I think. I don't think he was, or maybe he was a second. He felt. He felt. He wasn't no, the he number was like ninth, one. He? Yeah, he wasn't number one. He's like ninth. Thought something. Like yeah, that. and I don't think they traded up to get him. No, he and felt like I he think got this up. too is that, um, I I don't know if uh, look is that that means that you what you when you whatever evaluation you had on a um on Bryce Young eight months ago wasn't just um off it was completely wrong tenth overall by the way. 10th, 10th. okay yeah, I, I think it would that. just be irresponsible and short-sighted to not give any player that that with of, of that investment beyond adequate time to just compete you know what i'm saying like is that, that if, if uh, like if is that <laughs> what they get they for josh rosen yeah but here's the thing you can't bench the coach no, you can right. bench Bryce Young. You could well, say, you, can you know what, Bryce we don't Young. You've got Bryce other players, Young. Andy Dalton, that performed better when he played. Right, but you, you could, could in theory, yeah. go if you really believe. You don't have to cut or trade Bryce Young. This has always been weird to me with these fucking offensive linemen all season. We have a terrible offensive line, and we go and cut an offensive lineman to go get another offensive lineman that'll play for right. one week that we cut the next week. You know this thing called the bench? Just put them on the bench before you go cut them. I think it would be massively irresponsible. I think, too, I don't think I don't think that whatever they're seeing behind closed doors is raising any more red flags than what we've already seen. And I don't think we've seen any red flags that say you shouldn't give this guy time to potentially become a good player. Right. I mean, is that if you move. So I just know my answer is no. I think it would be completely irresponsible. And to add on top of it, you have to have the type of draft pick to be able to move on. So they went from picking number 10 to having the number one pick in the draft. So, okay, maybe if we're talking about like a Caleb Williams or a Drake may fine. Right. But if you're talking about you already need to put talent around Bryce and you have the 33rd pick, which is the best pick of the second round, could you imagine the outcry if we drafted another quarterback at 22 for competition with Bryce? Yeah, that would be A lot of fans want to do it, but no, that's malpractice. Yeah, I think so. All right, next call. Yo, what's up, C3? One love. DJ from G Vegas. Hope everybody's having a great Tuesday. Beautiful day here in eastern North Carolina. Anyway, uh, follow up on Sunday's game. Uh, Brian Burns was ejected. I know that was a big headline. Uh, to me, it's really nothing. Uh, things got heated. The man's tired of losing. 
things were said, and he popped the dude. It is what it is. Um, as far as Brian Burns, I've been a big proponent of not bringing him back um, to get into that conversation just because of the money and where we're at as a team. Um, to me, you could get another first-round pick for him. Uh, if you could get two, that was an amazing deal. But at this point, if we could get one, uh, maybe you draft another guy just to save that cap space. And then because if you look at it, you got to bring back Derek Brown, uh, bring back Lubu. That would free that up. And then you have to have a, a, a conversation about Horn, um, him being out so long. You could probably get him on an insane deal to bring him back. So that's what I would do. I'd trade Burns, get a, another first-round pick, maybe try to get an edge rusher to replace him and then pay those other pieces and build off of those on the defense. Um, the other thing is Chuba. I mean, everybody, you know, Chuba, the FedEx ground player of the week, baby. Uh, Cody, I got to give you props. Uh, I didn't see anything in him in the beginning. But uh, just because you couldn't catch, he looked like a baby, baby deer out there. But he's got his legs under him. He's running with power for what he can with his size. And, and he's been catching the ball, too. So I got to give, you know, if you want to insult the man, you got to give him props when he does well. Chuba had a great game. Um, and, and that relates to what, where I was taking the conversation is that you're going to have to pay him too. So, uh, and we're already paying Miles Sanders. So now we're in this kind of, we got a <laughs> mediocre back here or pretty, you know, uh, arguably number one back for us, mediocre for the league. Uh, in Chuba, and then you got Sanders, who's had great seasons, not doing anything. So, to me, but you're paying him. You already got to pay him. So, that's going to be a crazy decision. Um, but that will leave a little, free up a little room to work with, with him as well. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, what prompted me to call in too was I was just driving through my neighborhood and I saw these kids playing football in the front yard, right? So, no lie. So, they got two, they're probably like 11, maybe. So I'm driving by, and they got two on the outside. They're playing a little two-on-two. They got two guys on the outside, and they got the quarterback, and then they got somebody rushing, you know, three Mississippi style. Well, this dude, one of the kids playing quarterback was taller than the rest by far and lankier, but you could tell they're all the same age. Oh. Oh, Oh, hold on. Hold on. We lost him. My bag got cut off. Uh, quick follow up. If you don't get me, you don't get me. Uh, I don't know how busy you guys going to be tonight. Um, anyway, We're the dude that was a little taller and lankier playing quarterback, you could tell, you know, they're worried about this dude because he just straight up juked my man and freaking ran in for a touchdown. And he's, they're all skinny, you know, 10, 11 year olds. But this dude is a little bit taller and way faster. It's the physical attributes I'm getting at, boys. They matter. And I think we all know what I'm saying. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, appreciate all y'all do. Like and subscribe. Pound the thumbs up. Just do it. It's free. And uh, appreciate y'all again, man. Keep pounding. Peace. Keep pounding, brother. I, I don't exactly know what he's saying. Could somebody highlight that? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, you know, one of the like things that when, you, when you're talking about the physical attributes – they matter. They don't matter as much in the NFL generally because everybody has freakish athletic attributes, right? right? Is you don't occasionally 
you will run into players that can be good players that don't have great athletic ability. Right. But even if you looked at their athletic ability, it's like way above regular people's athletic ability. The problem though, is, is that when you're talking about somebody of, of like what Bryce Young is facing, he has like a, basically a handicap. You know, it doesn't matter if he could throw the ball as far. It doesn't matter if he can do all these other things. He's just not as big and fast as the other guys. Right. No. And it would, you cannot say, if anything, it might be something that he can overcome, but his size is not an advantage. We used to have to tell her, we used to, I used to have to say shit like this about cam is like maybe he's too big to play quarterback <laughs> i used to say stuff like this is i was like cam's five-step drop is like a 97 drop to regular humans is like i mean all of these things and cam did he is so big is like even when the pocket was there like him stepping into the throw was difficult because his fucking feet are like nine you know he's just long and this and that but you know no matter the smallest moments where I could see that as maybe, oh, Cam, his fundamentals aren't as good because he just has crazy, insane athletic ability. I have never in my life thought of what it would be. It's just not an advantage. His size is a disadvantage for Bryce. Absolutely. Look, can, and can, when, can I, and go, ahead. go ahead. Okay. I just want to bring up like, like th- this is my reasoning for like just looking at statistics and looking at like the logistics of things that like, betting on the the better odds with this is like i just looked it up there's 133 division 1 college football teams 105 man rosters that's 13,965 players of those 13,000 players 250 are drafted of those 250 <laughs> that are drafted maybe maybe 30 of them have an nfl career that lasts more than 3 or 4 years of those thirty, th- those that la- have three or four careers, maybe one or two of them is a Hall of Famer. This is a hard game, and not having the physical attributes to play this game is a detriment to you playing this game. I'm sorry, there are outliers, but that is just the way it is. Like those, th- those numbers are mind-boggling. Think about how how hard it is to be. Well, successful that's why it's so NFL, crazy with injury. You know? The NFL is, yeah oddly like they make it it's crazy as they could expand to another team if you think about how many good football players there are they could add four more teams you probably have but at the same time it's like we also just want every team despite how good these people are are fucking desperate and thirsty for four game change motherfuckers on their team at one time you know if we just had three game changers on this team that's the other thing that I will say about Brian Burns that I'm not, I don't know yet. And I have been, I would say the coldest on him out of the whole group, the entire time. And like, do you really think that this mug is just a straight baller? Like we need a one baller. We need one defensive end that balls out. We needed one linebacker like a Luke Keekley in those days and Cam Newton. Those three things, right? Like you, there's a, a special number of superstars. You kind of need two on each side of the ball. 
Right. Yeah. It's like if you have two on each, but I don't know if we have any on any side of the ball. Like just straight, like We've there's nobody on a, this team. Oh. You know what is how about this? Is Derek Brown is not even close to sniffing the best defensive tackle conversation that or one no. of my favorite conver- of, of Panther history. No. Brian Burns ain't even close to sniffing my third best pass rusher in Panthers history. You know, I'm like, we don't have anybody that's really that I'm so in love with as a player just because they are a fucking monster. And by the way, which one of those players are, are even top five at their position in the NFL? None. I mean, may, may, maybe Derek Brown, but even then, that's pushing it. Yeah, like yeah, we made top five, but the, he's certainly the, the, the last superstar that the Carolina Panthers had on their team is now Let's... the running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, that were just and think about how good that type of player has to be to excel in a world what Greg just said that like the cut was already that small. The, that the means best like chance you have is having physical attributes. That's the best chance you can have. Oh, it's an important one. All right. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's one that definitely is, again, not an asset to Bryce Young, not something that he can't overcome, uh, but um, not a, a card in his deck by any means. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka. I have a lot to fucking say. For the bitch-ass niggas that want to fucking compare fucking Bryce Young to fucking Jimmy Clausen, a.k.a. Cody Lack and Company, <laughs> trying to say, oh, this fucking season is just as bad as Jimmy Clausen's fucking season. Motherfuckers, y- y'all was even watching the Carolina Panthers, and a lot of fucking bitch-ass fans are just using that as an excuse. In 2010, Jimmy Clausen played fucking 13 games. Bitch-ass couldn't even finish the he season. Completing rating, 52.5. Passed for 1,558 yards. Three TDs, nine interceptions, with a QBR of 13.8, you sons of bitches, bro. <laughs> That's how I know y'all just fucking bring shit to the table just to fucking talk shit on Bryce Young. Dude, 12 games, Bryce Young's completion rating is 60.6. Yeah. Pass for, so far, 2,000 yards of 55. 2,055 yards. What's this record? Nine TDs, nine interceptions, with a QBR of 73.1. Fuck you, niggas, man. Y'all sound like a bunch of bitches to me, bro. Sitting on our fucking QB when we could still be in that fucking same QB carousel over and over and over, motherfucker. We don't know that we're out of it yet, Come dude. on, man. Come on, bro. We got, what, five games left? Six games left? And Bryce Young still standing on his two fucking front fucking yeah, feet, Yeah, I agree. I agree with this. That's, that's a fair when point. all you motherfuckers were saying, he ain't gonna fucking finish the season. He ain't gonna finish the season. Got no fucking weapons, no offensive no line. Said that. Fucking ass kicked and week out and week in, week in and week out, bro. And jumps right back up. The motherfucker doesn't fucking flinch. But you want to be mad at fucking Bryce Young? And I just gave you the fucking stats through twelve fucking games with no weapons, no offensive line, no nothing. With What's that ranking in the NFL? Coaching G? change, everything. And you want to be mad at fucking <laughs> the truth? Get the fuck out of here, man. A lot of congratulatory shit about Bryce. Yeah, what's nuts. that rank in the NFL, man? What's the record? What's the record and what's that rank? <laughs> what yeah, close close, close your ears. I want to talk about the fucking draft. We need to continue to lose games because we ain't winning shit. So far, we have the, the first pick in the second round, the first pick in the third round, the first pick in the fourth round. We have two fifth rounders and a sixth. 
And one of those fifth-rounders belongs to Tennessee, and right now they're picking top ten in the draft, and they continue to fall. We'll have a top five pick in the fifth round, too. So what? We don't have a first-round pick. Boo-hoo. Get the fuck over it, man. I'm oh going to be calling God, in, man. Dude. I got a lot to say. Tony, play this shit out, and I got a lot more calls, and you will be playing my motherfucking calls, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know who the fuck this is. I'll be calling back. <laughs> Yo, G-Baby. Yo, G-Baby, how come you bench Bryson Fantasy? How come you're not using Bryce? How many trades you got for Bryce, no more, G, baby? Bro? How many people try to trade you for Bryce? Oh, what I want to know. Come on, dog. Like, do you appear? No, you I were think... the one saying he's the truth. You were the one saying about you're all gonna eat shit when Bryce breaks <laughs> every fucking record and then he in the him. record books. Like, and bro, and G, baby, don't pretend like you haven't even been around. The past couple of weeks with Bryce Young fucking stinking up the joint, and now you're coming in here all aggressive. Yo, the fact that anyone can even compare it to a Jimmy Clausen year is telling you what kind of season Bryce Young is having right now, bro. So I don't, don't get think mad, it looked don't anything get mad like at Jimmy Clausen. Well, what's, fun, what's funny is, is on Bryce on Young's field. on Bryce Young's one win, when I bring up the stats. He wants to ignore the stats and talk about how it don't matter. All that matters is that he wins. But now, all that matters is the stats, not the wins. Do you see how that works? It's so crazy how that works out. I don't know. I um, Yeah, I think, uh, look, as I would say, is calling putting anybody's name in a sentence with Clawson is an insult. Yeah, Clawson yeah. is by far... Yeah. Both the worst true. quarterback yeah. that we'll ever have. There's not going to be a quarterback. That's I don't know, man. I feel like Winky was pretty was bad, pretty bad yeah, too. Yeah, Winky was pretty bad. I, the problem with Clawson was is that he was he was terrified to throw the ball forward. Are we talking <laughs> just one game with Clawson where they, they only ran the ball yeah. in the second half, right? <laughs> they didn't throw the ball at all one time in the second half. So they ran it every time. Yeah, it he could terrible. not throw it past five yards. Like it yeah. was like there was a big invisible wall. <laughs> it was like, nope, nope. Bro, he, he like anybody who wants to argue that we're not going to have a worse, that we would ever have a worse quarterback than Clausen. I, I do want to point out he had three touchdowns and nine interceptions and only a th- 1,100 yards. <laughs> Over like, 13 games. But does anybody like, make excuses for his weapons? Who do you have that With Steve Smith. We got to look at his offensive line. I think and, and, like, how about and this? Is Tyler and Jonathan okay, Stewart. Yeah. Look, Jimmy Clausen sucks. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> even going to try to. I'm not even going to try to defend the position of Jimmy Clausen was good. I can't. Hey, but listen, <laughs> he sucks. Uh, D from Sanford. He wants a charity boxing match between Greg and you, baby. Um. There was uh, the other thing was oh there was no talent on the team I have what other thing oh Jimmy Claus oh oh look Taylor Heineke better than Jimmy Clausen um uh, in his one game for the Panthers that he started or whatever then Kyle Allen better PJ Walker better uh who else uh Baker Mayfield better than Clausen Darnold better than Clausen Bridgewater better than Clausen. Bryce better than Klaus. I like it's like yeah, a challenge. Works. We challenge yeah. you to find a quarterback worse than Jimmy Klaus, and particularly since then, maybe Tony Pike. I don't. Do we Tony have Pike Tony Pike? Enough. I don't think Tony Pike. And he actually would throw that really shit down. Put him in that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. I think Jimmy Klaus uh, is pretty much the the winner. 
There's not much digging yeah. you do. He, he Winky, sucks. I think Winky yeah. was pretty bad. I'm not putting Bryce on Jimmy Clausen's level. And by oh, the way, why did Jordan in the chat keeps on saying, "Oh, I gave Trevor Lawrence time, but I won't give Bryce on time." Well, one, they didn't trade up for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is also six foot six, two hundred and twenty right. pounds. I'm giving Bryce a rifle of an arm. So it's I'm like, giving Bryce time. I go. I Trevor mean, Bryce I think he needs to. And, and and here's the. Yeah, the and I'm also there. not not giving him. I'm also exactly. not not giving Bryce time either. Man, come on. Right, right, and that's where I'm saying is like everybody on the panel agrees that Bryce Young is going to get another shot, and he deserves another shot with a better supporting cast. I don't think there's right. anybody who's saying. There's people in the chat that are certainly saying cut bait, move on with your day have a good time, right? But I don't think there's anybody who's the logical pan- Panthers fan who thinks that cutting him or trading him is in the best interest of the Panthers right now. Yeah, All right, Jeff we got Lewis. one more oh, call from G-Baby. I feel like we Jeff should Lewis. just get it out of the way. Like, let's just do it while we're in the moment. You in the Rip the band-aid off. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think we need, like, a little buzzer we could hit before, like, a G-Baby call. Like, Everybody put on your hard hats. Yeah, I'm back. Give it to me, baby. The fuck y'all talking about, baby? Grow the fuck up. Snap up, man. If it is the fucking season, she's gone to stop crying with all that bitch ass crying, man. Who isn't going to win with shit with this fucking talent we have on this team? Oh. Hey, Adam Thielen. <laughs> Come here, bro. <laughs> Because it seems to me like for like the past like six games, the NFL's got you figured out, bro. You haven't been doing shit since you've been since you went crazy the first month. The NFL fucking figured us out. Pretty easy. Only only wide receiver we throw to is cover him. NFL's had the Carolina Panthers figured out, in my opinion, since that fucking Minnesota Vikings game, when the fucking Minnesota showed you all you had to do was fucking run on us to barely and, and barely pass and win the fucking game. That's true. That's true. But that's part of the reason because you can't score. No offensive line, no weapons, no nothing. My first off-season, off-season move is just continuing to build the offensive line. And you know what, Scott Fitter? There's a few moves you've made that I've actually liked. Shaquille Griffin, I love. Wow. Getting another DB. Good DB into the DB room. Okay. DJ Fluker. Tackle from Alabama. Gay Jackson, interior offensive alignment. These are all three players that I love, that I agree with. But we have to continue to build the offensive line before anything. I have I a lot to fucking say because I've seen this fan base. Like, and another thing, this is the Carolina Panthers have a fucking toxic, piss poor. Pathetic ass fan base. I've seen niggas turn on niggas. And you're a part of them. I've seen you, niggas I, I fucked with at the beginning of the season that don't even. You've been on Brian Burns for four years. You got some hoes. <laughs> hey, shout yeah, out to White Hypocrite, Kevin. I think he's playing it. I think going to have those fight weeks in the C3 fantasy, uh, 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 fantasy football, uh, 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 tries, bruh. We've been kicking ass and taking names. So I'll see you in that championship, my brother. Because it looks like it's going to be me and you in that chip playing for all the marbles, G. So shout out to you, White Chocolate. And you know who the fuck this is. And I'll be calling back. Smoking the good. 
That good weed, man. I mean, shout out to all, all got, motherfuckers. CK, I, Cody Lack, Tony, shout out you motherfuckers. I love G Baby because I mean, all I got to say is if he plays nice me in the playoffs, back. he hasn't beaten me yet this year. Oh, nice. That's all I'm saying. Nice. I, I, I beat him when I played him. I don't know. But we'll see. Uh, but, nothing better than saying, you know, these people are toxic. And they call them football hosts directly <laughs> after that. Fantasy, fantasy football is all luck. If you, if you go look at the look, you can't play God. defense in fantasy football. If you go look at the leaders and you look at points scored against, that has a lot to do with win loss record. That's all I'm saying. You can't yeah. play defense in fantasy football. So put it yeah. out there like that. All right. Um, fantasy football. I'm not making the playoffs in our league. Uh, let's go to five Anthony. Also in the league, Anthony from Charlotte. What is up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. Hope y'all boys are having a good Tuesday. I will not be long with this one. Um, I got finals this week. I got a paper. I got to finish up. But, um, yeah, title of the show, uh, league experts expect the Panthers to continue losing. No doubt about that. Um, Very interesting what Albert Beerus Greer is saying. Didn't want to hear it, though. He said... You know, even if he thinks that Tepper cleans house with Scott Fitter, the Tepper's going to hire the head coach again. I mean, this fucking guy does not learn anything, anything from his mistakes. You'd think he, he, you think he would take something from the six guys he's hired and fired, the six coaches he's had here. No, absolutely nothing. Completely embarrassing. And quite frankly, I don't know where we go from here at this point. And and here's the other thing. Everyone on Twitter every day is arguing about Bryce Young. It's like, dude, you're not going to – Bryce Young, it, yes, he hasn't looked good, but regardless is that I, – I you know, I should have known that everyone was going to put these high expectations on expectations on him because of what we traded up to get him for. And it's like this situation, he's just not going to be able to thrive in this year. Personally, myself, I mean, I know he hasn't played good, but I'm giving him a, a mulligan from this year. There's really this uh, – this just isn't a great way to judge how, you know, what type of player he's going to be. We really don't know. And to be honest with you guys, we really don't even know if this organization is going to be able to put the pieces around them. But, yeah, back to my original point, it's like, dude, Tepper doesn't learn anything, and it's like – this isn't going to change. Like, I know we can talk about players all we want underperforming. We can talk about, you know, the coaches underperforming. Regardless, nothing is going to change unless David Tepper decides, hey, I need to step back and I need to hire someone, hire the GM, and then let him go out and find the head coach. Tepper has this mindset that he can just, um, you know, hire like the head coach is most important piece it's it's i i'd argue the general manager because you know you look at what the eagles have done the eagles howie roseman has brought in so much talent drafted so well traded for great players signed great players like nick sirianni's job is pretty easy from a coaching perspective right he just gotta you know hype those got hype those guys up and keep the locker room steady it's not that difficult in my opinion the general manager is a little more important but give me all thoughts on that. Nothing is going to change until Tepper changes his ways. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding. I'll see you. You see you guys this weekend, man. On the free for all. Pounding. You pounding. Thanks, Anthony. Um, I, I I agree with him 
almost 95% of that. I just, I just don't agree that we can't judge anything on Bryce this year. And he may not have been saying anything, uh, but I do agree that we can't completely judge Bryce based on this year. It's his rookie year, everything going in. And I get that. Uh, but I do believe there are some things we can pull from this with Bryce. Now, maybe well, they won't I, come true, but I, I just don't think you can't take all blame away from Bryce. No, know? no. And I, I listen, there's going to be things that are going to naturally carry over. Um, and, and one of those things is going to be his lease will leash will be shorter when he does have less of an excuse. If the things get yeah. better and he doesn't, he's not going to, we're going to be able to look at this and say, okay, it wasn't an anomaly. Right. So this is still an indictment on his career. Um, however, it isn't the, uh, the, the entire, uh, the, 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 the jury has not deliberated on it and come out with a, uh, uh, you know, their, their answer to this. So I can agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I want to remind that the C3 Panthers podcast is brought to you by prize picks, prize picks, the number one daily fantasy football site that you can download and use the promo code C3. When you do that, you get, uh, up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit matched. Uh, if you use the promo code C3 on prize picks, we have a good time playing prize picks. It's uh, got its moments, guys, where you can rent win some big real money. And folks, you can if you play it smart and put your fantasy football expertise or your football expertise to play, you can make some real money. I think the flex plays are awesome, safe, strong ways to continue to build money in your account. Use the promo code C3 and they'll match you up to $100 on your first deposit. Wild, though, when you pull up prize picks right now and you read across the top of the quarterbacks, Bailey Zappi, Mitchell Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young. I did not. And then I looked down to the next law, Aiden O'Connell. I'm like, oh, my God. Look at these projections. 161 and a half for Bailey Zappi versus the Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday on Thursday night football. 185. 0.5 yards for Mitchell Trubisky as he starts versus New England on Thursday. Baker Mayfield, 223.5 yard passing yards against the Atlanta Falcons. And then Bryce Young, 185.5 passing yards. I wonder, guys, I want to so feel like this that's is That's the lowest number I've seen for Bryce's passing yards yet. Right. The lowest I've seen is around 190. I don't he know the last time he went. Over his prize point projection, or more than, should I say? But you got to think uh, about garbage time. Bryce, you can pick up a on, lot of yards in garbage time. Yeah, but I don't on, think he's. On, when was the last time he would did more than just on prize picks? I don't know if it could go back. Well, two weeks it's ago, been like, I saw it two weeks ago. No, I By think that's way, more than the current projection. What has worked? Oh, for okay, me I got you. I got is you. going Bryce Young less on the passing yards and do CJ Stroud. I'm sorry. Every time I've more done more, more for Stroud, bro, let me tell you, it's a lock. Every time it's a Damn lock. Bryce Young man. get 200 yards passing hey, this week. Hey, is, there, is there a, is there a for Bryce Young to throw a pick? Because if there is, Tony, pick that one. He's going to throw at least one pick. Tony, but Okay, I understand at this point, it's just blind optimism. Unless you, unless you can tell me the reason why you think yeah, it'll agree. happen. You're basically just like, fuck it. Like you're flipping a quarter into a wishing well. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, what what reason would you have to go more? Uh, yeah, I mean, you have nothing <laughs> to indicate point. more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the only time is you're trying to find when the number reaches a number that is like in. So you're like, surely this time. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> guess who I did that with for an entire season last year? Ooh. This guy, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, 180. Surely an NFL quarterback could get 180. <laughs> All right. Now you're making fun of me, and it makes sense. If we look to just looking around here, Aiden O'Connell, 213 versus Minnesota. We need I mean, to find a to good Bryce, You can do it. Just hit that less, and, and then I think you'll be, uh, you'll be rocking. But. Hey, Tony, what's Noah Brown look like? Wide receiver because they just lost Tank Dell. I want to see oh, what yeah, his yards Tank look like. Dell is out for the year. Yeah, man. so that, I want to see what yeah. Noah Brown's yards look like because it may be low and he may be a big producer because he's had two yeah. games with like 170 yards. Look at these numbers. This is awesome. I don't even know if they got him on New here. England. They may not have him on here. Yeah. Atlanta, Godwin, Nico Collins. Ooh, I don't know. They're going up against the Jets, and that secondary is actually pretty good. That's a good defense. Jets. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good defense. I don't know. That's that's look, almost, this is another one. Like, that, look, that's money each week. No, it's not. Look what he did last week. No, one it, week, no every other week. What's DK Metcalf? It started out being money every week. Now it's but falling as off. you can see the past five in a row. Five, you, yeah. It's almost like they heard the criticisms that all we do is target Adam Thielen and they're like, oh yeah, we'll show you. And now they don't even look his way seemingly, bro. It's Oh, I like Diggs getting like off Stephon against uh, Yeah, I like that. I'm going this. Is I'm rocking with Philly and I'm rocking with Philly. Where is... They're playing Dallas though, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm, look, I don't Devonta know. Smith. Yeah. That I'm getting on that Devonta Smith joint. Yo, dude, you're picking my fantasy team right now. Go ahead, Brandon Cooks. I'm getting Brandon huh. Cooks more than he's been on a. Oh, actually, what's Tyree Kill at? I'm interested to see what they what they project. Brandon Brandon Cooks is a lock at touchdown, but not at yards. Forty five. I like it. One hundred three point five for Tyreek Hill is his projection. That's, That's insane, insane, man. Like that you got at insane. some point. Look, look. I don't care what anybody less. says. Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, and everybody's gonna get mad at me for this. And Brock Purdy are the top three candidates for the MVP this year. Change my mind. Oh, you're not going to have any chance. Those you're three not, guys not, no, right I, there you know what? my mind. Greg, if yeah. there's any year that a quarterback doesn't win it, I it's do this think year. this would be the one. Yeah. I still, well, it remains Christian, to be yeah. seen that they do that. But, dude, Tyreek Hill and CMC have to be in discussion. And Brock Purdy does not get enough respect. He deserves to be in the conversation for MVP. He's not going to win it. He deserves to be in that conversation, though. I think, it's, uh, I think that people aren't going to put him in that conversation right now for – he did go on that slump for like three games when they were having a really bad stretch there uh, for the 49ers, but he's picked it back up since then. So I think I'm Philly's not... about to go on a big, big uh, losing. I think Philly's going to lose Dallas. I do too. In a row. I do yeah, too. Like we're, we're, we're about to even out the the NFC, I think. Yeah, the NFC yeah. is about to, I think the 49ers are now the top dog. I think I the Cowboys are about to dethrone that second spot. I'm yeah, putting in this right I'm here. Here's, yeah. here's my first entry. Stefan Diggs more than 77 and a half yards against Kansas. Devonta Smith, 65 and a half more. 
Brandon Cooks, 45 and a half more. And I've been rocking. I rock with Jalen Hurts, 247 and a half. Bounce back right there. I'm going to do a flex play. If I get four of these projections correct, I get five times the money. If I get three out of four, I get one and a half times the money. I'm placing a $20 to hopefully win $100. That's the goal right there. And then we'll peek around. Is there a second half NBA we can play real quick? No, you can play all of those. You can Man, play I, NBA. I you can play football. Um, go to you, COD. COD, dude. Let's go to esports, bro. There you go. COD. Yeah. Where Bet is that? that? I don't think about it. Somewhere up here. Uh, it's up uh, t- uh, on the right side. Right there. Boom. You Look can that. play uh, maps and kills. All of that are real projections. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code C3. Make sure that you use the promo code C3 to not only get your promo funds, but to also continue to help grow this podcast. They keep an eye on it. They've been a sponsor now for two years in a row. We'd love to keep them around because we're going to keep playing prize picks regardless because it's just fun as fuck. And use the promo code. The notes are in the description. Cody Lack, uh, it's 11-11. Let's, why don't we take another call? Sure. Well, how about well, real quick, why don't because uh, this is fast. It's not oh, even like another a, one. Yeah, I got yeah, one other thing. Is, yeah, this is not even like a big thing. Uh, they've announced uh, each team's uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year candidate, and ours is none other than Bradley Bozeman, who we have done a charity stream for before. Uh, Bradley Bozeman, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. I mean, not much to say about it, but hey. No. I will say this is sadly I got to be the one person that to throw a shady joke on it. Oh no, Bradley Bo head, headline Bradley Bozeman for what good citizen player of the year, man of the year, also going for worst center in the league award this year as well, best man off the field, worst man on the field award. Ouch. I don't like to say that, but this is what uh, Peter King said. He said Bradley Bozeman is the worst in the league at his position in sacks, eight pressures, 40. I think, again, oh, I, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's one the of the man things. of the year for opposing defensive tackles. Right. <laughs> I, I, again, and, and this is not me, just I, I really do believe that that his performance isn't all on him. I think it's, I agree. it's really I, difficult. To be the the only guy in the middle there that's you know trying to do anything, uh, and when nobody else is picking up their protections, it's going to fall on you, and it's going to make you look a lot more overwhelmed than you are. I know, yeah, I agree, I agree. But uh, harsh words yeah. from uh, Peter King. Bradley Bozeman is the worst in the league at his position. Ouch! Um, but best off the field. Let's go to D and Sanford. How's going on, C three family? D, Sanford, North Carolina, in the building. Hey, I know we had a rough one with Tampa Bay. But first off, shout out to the great Tony Dunn, PK, Cody, Greg, Muscle Marinara, that effing guy. That dog on Panther Picker. Shut the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) But yo, uh, uh, for some reason, I'm just overly ecstatic. I'm ready to play them ants. 
for some reason, deep down in my belly, we about to pound, and we're going to keep pounding. We're going to block. We're going to run the routes correctly. Mm. We're going to play discipline. Bryce is going to make the throws that needs to be thrown. Our defense will stop the run. Why, Diaz? Because I got faith. Faith in what the Panthers do. Faith in who we are. I know everything don't look good, but this is my rallying call to all y'all that lost faith. Playoffs might not be here. I guarantee the playoffs ain't here. We know mathematically out. But we got something to play for. We got something to play for. That that Panther on that helmet. That black and blue. Shout out to the Panther Nation. Oh, also, we done dropped the Off the Porch podcast. Check me out. Two episodes done dropped. Oh, nice. all sports, but we are talking Panthers. Yo, check me out on that. But, yo, let's get ready for that win against the Saints. Hey. Cars probably not going to play. We're going to go. We're going to make Winston look lost, make him want to steal crab legs again. Hmm. I'm just <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly excited to hear the show. What did hear my everybody trainer take. say? Hey, man, I love y'all from the bottom of my heart. Yo, remember love Off you, the Porch Podcast? Yo, I love, I love you, y'all. Love you, D. Hey, y'all check out Off the Porch Podcast, man. We always say there's enough likes and subscribers and viewers for everybody, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rising tide lifts all boats. And D does nothing but show love to C3, man. So y'all do that, man. A favor, go to Off the Porch. Check him out. Hit that like and subscribe. We got to show that C3 love, man. That's that that's real. That C3 love, man. That's what we do. We appreciate you, D. And hey, man, look. I love that. I love some optimism. I'll never hate on the fans. That needs to be the locker room speech, to be honest. Yeah, like, bro, you we just need to uh, add one other thing? Because it had kind of like a little preacher uh, and the, not preacher, preacher and the, what is the, the, uh, the congregation feel at sometimes, right? Yeah. And then had like the, you do it for the Panther on your helmet. So you could have said, all you got to do to make D from Sanford to give the pregame speech is to go in there, give that same speech and maybe give a look to the man on the left of you. Look to the man to the right of you. You both got the Panther on your helmet. Nobody else believes in you, but you got to believe in you go out there and do it for the Gipper or something, whatever. But like that would have been a great uh, pregame speech. And I'm sure more rousing than Frank Reich's turned out to be. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, is at this point you have nothing to lose, but losing. Like, I mean, what else? It's like go out there and win one and surprise everybody, surprise us, surprise yourselves, surprise your family. Get on out there. Uh, and I hope, man, I can't tell you, I'm thirsting for a Bryce Young breakout game. Yeah. Like too, anybody, man. I'm walking through the desert. Yeah. Of, I always win one breakout game that I can put my hat on and go, you know what? That's the price that, man, if we could get that price, we're going to be, that's the price we want. Dude, I want an exciting game. You know, man, my, my, my best friend's like a, a big Colts fan. And it was cool that we got to go to the Colts game this year. And like, I was talking to him the other day, like, cause we got to go to the Panthers Colts game a few, like eight years back. And the Panthers won, so we called it the Panthers game. The Colts won this game, so for the next eight years, I've got to call it the Colts game. But he told me, he was like, it was fun to go to the game and celebrate, but it was the most boring game ever. And they had two pick sixes. I feel so bad about that, you know? Um, 
Well, I guess you, I tell you this, it was more boring for you than it was for him. That's what you should have turned. That is at least you had pick sixes. Uh, Yeah, man, it is a slow. Uh, Let's go to Kyle and VA. What's up, boys? It's Kyle from VA. Um, I ain't called in a while because this is this is just been the worst season I can ever like I have ever witnessed. There's nothing else to talk about. Same conversation every week, but ah man, I give y'all boys props for coming up here every Tuesday, every post game, and, and continuing to put out shows. I give y'all props. Thank you. I see y'all be catching heat on Twitter, but. Honestly, <laughs> it's been hard for me to even scroll Twitter because Panthers Twitter is something. We got to talk about this right after. He's not wrong. This season, like it's the same thing every week. And I'm a Bryce supporter. I think Bryce would be good if we put him with you know a O line and a couple of weapons. But you have these people, bro, that will pick three fucking plays out of the whole game, bro. Y'all just y'all just can't fucking see it. Y'all are just fucking stupid. You don't know right. football. Thank you. Yeah. But and y'all know what I'm talking Cheers. about. It's the same people. It's the same people every week, bro. It it, it they do it every week. It's just we rerun the same fucking cycle after every fucking game. It's so fucking annoying. Dude I cannot stand Panthers Twitter this year. It is the stupidest shit. I hear you, man. Maybe why I got off Twitter, to be honest with you. You should like mute mute Bryce Young from your mentions. What are we doing at this point, bro? This shit is so dumb. But anyways, y'all keep doing y'all shit. Real fans gonna rock with y'all. Because ain't nobody else up here doing this shit day in and day out. And I know all of us appreciate it. Appreciate the hell out of y'all. Appreciate you, man. I'll keep doing y'all's thing. The Panthers will can will one day start doing their thing, I guess, and it'll be fun again. Keep pounding. Um, Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you very much. The Twitter the Twitter streets are fierce these days. Yeah, they're fierce, man. And listen, I know that there's like a subset of our fans, you know, like Kristen Ladaner says she doesn't do social media, just YouTube. And That's a lot awesome. of people, a lot of people do follow us just on YouTube via our pod. And that's great. Um, but, you know, we're trying to promote a podcast. We're trying to have a presence on Twitter. And if y'all know me, I do lots of Twittering. Okay. <laughs> lots. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, by the way, like we have a hardcore fan base of, of, of Panther Faithful that they put C3 in their name. So, uh, you know, anytime uh, an opinion pops off from a C3 member, it kind of just gets broadly associated to everyone of C3. Like our man, White Chocolate Espresso, he's been going back and forth with folks all day long, getting into it. And like uh, on Twitter, like people kind of think that C3, we're like the fringe of Panther fandom almost. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, we're, we're the Panther fandom extremists, apparently. Um, but no, dude, like listen, we promote. One, we're a podcast for the fans, by the fans. Like Tony, our founder, has always said, we're supposed to be just like you're in the car, on the way to the game, hanging out with your boys, talking Carolina Panthers. And in that kind of safe space that we're providing, all all opinions go. We don't tell G-Baby what kind of opinion to have. Right. We, don't, we don't tell YB Jordan what opinion to have, or C-Dog, or Anthony, or Pickle, or white chocolate. 
bro, we love all the opinions and we want to know your opinions, man. It's a dialogue. That's why we have fun doing this in the first place. And that's why we're not going nowhere. Let me ask you this, uh, CK, to get yep. you in on this. Isaac, at Isaac Mocha3 on uh, Twitter. I saw somebody, I saw this. Is For some reason, I saw somebody mentioning our tags or something out there. Yeah. And I went and just searched in the search bar on Twitter, C3. And which is kind of fun is we're now at the top, like anytime, like it used to be like Chinese, some Chinese, whatever advertisement company or some shit like this is now the first one was like a symbol of the bat symbol up there. And people were like, y'all better defend this. Are you going to defend this? And I kept scrolling and I see this tweet, uh, CK, it says, what does C3 on Panthers Twitter mean? LLO LOL question mark. Is that some sort clan some sort of clan or something? What do you think C3 means? <laughs> I was well, like, I wanted to respond. I mean, I was like, oh God, is this an existential conversation about the fucking existence of myself and the podcast? <laughs> well, um, I would almost say that if there was a third Cody on the t- on the uh, podcast, it would be the Cody times three. You know what I mean? But <laughs> right? yeah, what does it mean to you? <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Puts you in the emotional existential spot. All right. Here's what I'll say. Um, I said it in our little private chat and I'll say this um, publicly. There might be others with more views. They might be others with more likes. They may have better sponsors and more interviews and all of those things. But no other podcast has the community that C3 has. Not a single one uh, from Panthers Nation, I should say. I don't want to sit there and talk about other ones. You did. We don't don't have views. We have family. Period. Yeah, I agree. Um, I wrote back to the person because I got, first of all, I got riled up because I read the first reply. Uh, the first reply, <laughs> uh, did he take it down? Oh, uh, he deleted it. What was it? He deleted it. I knew I should have screened the Does very first things? reply to the guy's tweet was a guy who said, uh, three cripples. Oh, That's somebody might he, report. he might not have deleted. Somebody might have reported it. It says this was deleted by the post author. Oh, anyway, never mind. Either yeah. way. Uh, this is what I oh, wrote yeah, C3 true. was. is I wrote C3 is a moniker for a podcast. I was going to be like, well, we started as a website named CarolinaCatChronicles.com, and I thought that was too long of a name to put into a podcast name, so I named it C3 because there's three C's in Carolina. <laughs> no, uh, I said C3 is a moniker for a podcast. We encourage panther fans to be a part of 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 i said the c3 fan community which simply is panther fans talking football started 10 years ago and just simply want to talk football which is to me so less stressful than real shit in the world but also remarkably stressful talking football all the time with y'all motherfuckers (laughs) yeah i mean look 
we allow everyone in the, in, in the cat calls. I put up all the comments and everybody's saying, oh, yeah, well, Cody, you said this. Or, oh, but Cody, you bugging. Like, dude, I'm not above criticism. And you know, I, 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 in fact, I even kind of revel in it at this point. Come at me, bro. I like it. I want the smoke. Uh, I, I think it. the fact that people are, and I won't say like it because it's not a self glued about the podcast, but I mean, I got to, we have to take some small wins every now and then to keep our own enthusiasm for building more and more of the podcast right well, like is carolina so that's yeah, right, take right. Our own small wins yeah. and i mean when you know it's just not as easy to double your listeners or subscribers as many people i don't know if many people would think so when you have things that are cool happening you kind of got to hold on to them to get third and fourth and fifth momentum you know like wins wins w-i-n-d-s like to so we keep doing this so we don't just be like next year but oh god we gotta fucking do this podcast and i would say cody the fact that people are talking shit about the opinions like five years ago nobody even fucking talked shit about the opinions yeah dude the way i look at it all interactions is good interactions bro <laughs> like we have a presence and you know the reason i'm so proud of this doing this with y'all boys is because i mean tony i remember that one point in time it was just me and you for a little while before ck and greg jumped in here like we were just grinding doing this to what like 25 30 viewers a night and the fact that we're almost at midnight we still got 133 people watching us like we've been grinding man we've been putting in work and we want all of c3 fans to feel like we're dependable like even in a one and eleven season where we don't have a first round pick and everything's going wrong, that you can depend on C three to be here for your fandom, for you to vent, and for you to talk about the team uh, that you love. We also have found out that a lot of people just don't live by Panther fans. Like they either don't live in the Carolinas or they're from somewhere yeah. else, yeah. so they don't get to have that camaraderie with other fellow panther fans and we understand that we provide that for people too and we love that we're able to provide that community for panther fans to hang out and talk shit about their team and speak their opinion i love this next comment Uh, well before we get to i i I have i think i i think i me and greg deserve probably five-year contract you what i just heard you say is easy yeah i'm gonna demand you said least. that before me and bed. greg joined up that you guys were dealing with just like 20 30 views and <laughs> i was thinking the same thing bro so what we're gonna force a trade dude that's <laughs> what, yeah. Yeah, what was tag me and trade me are you I gonna sit you. out next season are we, allowed, are we allowed to franchise tag y'all y'all think there? greg has just been missing this past few uh, weeks he's been holding out man bro's been out here waiting for that long-term contract he's like i don't need that guaranteed money dude anyway we we spend money like the oakland athletics around here um uh, oh, I wanted to go back to this comment real quick. Justin Long, he says this. He says, C3Yo, we're literally my introduction to Panthers podcasting, have introduced me to other podcasts, always shown love, never taking yourselves seriously. I like this last part because I always heard, I heard someone say this, say this one time and I stole the line, is I take what I do seriously, but I don't take myself seriously. Yeah. Right. And go. so, like, if you do that, then it's not about you. It's about 
what you do. Anyway, uh, let's go to another call. Oh, speaking about all over the place, here's we're going to Utah, I believe. Oh, yo, C3, it's Damien from Utah. Yo, how much better would we be if we still had Cam the GOAT and we never traded away Christian McCaffrey, we never traded away DJ Moore, we we beefed up the offensive line, we freaking used our number number nine pick from last year on a defensive set, offensive set, who gives a shit? Why did Rule, like, I don't get it, dude. Rule and Tepper ruined this team. And, like, just because they had a dog in the locker room, someone who could actually lead the team without an actual coach. You know what I mean? Cam was the GOAT. Everybody left. We could have had all these free agents coming to sign with Ace Boogie. You know, dude. We miss you. The team's gone way downhill. Yeah, I miss you too. I, it's, it's, it's like it sucks to blame everything on Tepper, but like that's true. Why are the Jets started. not fucking also, with them? Why are the Browns not, not fucking with them? Mr. Beast, the Carolina Proud, to buy the team and then make a YouTube channel on how to make the team better. Today or yesterday, I think he was passed by the GTA 6 preview. The Panthers winning the Super Bowl with him being the owner. Now that's the record breaker. Let's start a petition. Mr. Beast, buy the team. Let's go. Keep pounding. Like Love you all. Keep rocking. Also, C3 is by far, by far the best podcast around Panther related. Thank you. Thank you. Podcast ever. Thank you guys so much. Tony, you're the freaking man, dude. Thank you so much, guys. Man, what a, what a nice call. Thank you. Yeah, we miss Ace Boogie so much. Um, speaking of Mr. Beast, I saw he did. There's a video right now, and I keep try dumb clicking on the link in Twitter, like to some article about the video. But that he put some posted somebody up in a grocery store, and it's ten thousand dollars a day. And the guys, like in the in the subtitles of the shit, it was like uh, he's been in there for four weeks or some five weeks or something like that. How long do you really think you can last in the grocery store, guys? Because I. If you gave me my phone and access to like just watch shows, like if I could just like Netflix, drink beer and eat potato chips, I could straight do 20, 21 days. Wow, dude. By yourself, though, when would you? Is it possible? I mean, what would you just get drunk and read every magazine in there? There's no situation you can put me in that I don't feel like I can survive. <laughs> but like, but I'm, you, I'm sorry. When would you just the, go the, crazy, I, Greg? Ten thousand dollars a day. Tell me how many days. How many days would you go if Mr. Beast put you in the grocery store right now? For what? what before what's, you flip. Like, before you the, just said I can't. I gotta walk outside. So it's is ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars a, a day. You have to stay ten thousand dollars a day. day for every day you stay in the store. You get ten thousand dollars. But when you leave, you stop getting no, ten thousand dollars. It's over. I could live in the store for a year or for a year. Are you kidding? In a Walmart? Are you kidding me? I could live there for a year. Never walk outside. Never walk outside. Yeah. Are you kidding me? If they have glass $10, windows. Dollars a day. Is that a grocery Listen, store? Man. So do you think you <laughs> get television access? No. Like what if when you, you didn't broke and you're off or something like that? It's easy. But it's you don't easy. think you could would go crazy if you couldn't just watch TV or talk to someone via phone? You don't think I can watch TV in Walmart? Would you have? Well, well, it says a, a grocery, grocery store. store, so I don't oh, know. Sorry, a grocery store. 
Okay. Yeah. Maybe they that's, got a TV okay. in the break room. I'm sure okay. they got that's a TV a in the break room. I thought you said Walmart. My fault. That, that's a little different. Grocery store is a little different. Uh, hmm. I still think I go. I think here, after care, 21 man. day. I mean, I think I could get. I think I could definitely well, let's, let's, do two weeks. Let's look could at you, it. What? What's? What's a year in there? 365 days in a year, Greg. Yeah, I know. So it's $365,000. So no, no. No, three point five million a day. You'd be at three point oh, five million if you did a whole million. year. So you're telling yeah. me. So, so that's what I've got to look at it. At. So you're you're telling me, I can't leave this store that's for it. one year. But if I do, or if I don't, I'll get three point five million dollars. Well, you don't even have to make it that complicated. You can just walk in there for three days in a row and get thirty k. Take three hundred sixty five days. Granted, remember. You're you're not around your family. You're not around like you're only limited to what's in the store, dude. Bro, I'm in I'm in there for I'm in there for three months. Oh man, for you I'm got for so much food, and then, I, and, then and then I'm going back to my family. I guess three all months. the meat would go bad eventually. You just put it all in the freezer. I would just. I'm, 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 I would guess it's a working grocery store. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> people are coming. Yeah. In. <laughs> exactly. gotta, oh, it's not just a straight empty one. Right. I would oh, probably, that makes it easier. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, yeah, you can you get like me that. some drugs from the outside? <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Go, I would go, if, like honestly, <laughs> like if I could ten thousand a day, give me three months in there. You'd be like, hey, kid, imagine this. is You went from the person that was the kids asking you to go in and buy beer at the store. And you're like, hey, sneak out there and get me some. (laughs) Let me tell you the scenario where we wouldn't be able to do this. Eight years ago, we were Super Bowl contending team, you know, all that. Like this year, and now makes, we're talking about yeah. st- sitting in a grocery store for a year. I I think the fact that the Panthers are this bad makes it a, a possibility to sit in that grocery store for a year. I mean, it can't get much worse than what we've been dealing with watching paint dry. Uh, paint dry. You oh know, man, no, I know, I know. I know. I'm just thinking ground. realistically. I think after every three weeks, I go uh, crazy. Three uh, weeks? You couldn't do it more than three weeks. If there were no people coming, I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't. I don't know. I like. I think I'm just trying to be realistic about like. I mean, I mean, I love to cook. I would fucking definitely go through that beer. And the wine, like, I mean, I got a lot of drinking ahead of me if I'm in a grocery store by myself. Well, the other I'm part a, of this is, yeah. are you able to cook? Are yeah, you just because gonna... every, even small groceries got, like, uh, rotisserie. Oh, yeah, 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 you gotta Some Modelo. Hey, but you're bored, Greg. You're bored. Hey, so you're like, hey, I'm going to cook a chef's Bro, meal tonight. You cannot drop me in a situation I cannot survive in, man. I'm telling that's you, that's awesome. all there is I to it. I, I guarantee Somebody you said I can that's survive a great All right, here's the next call. Hey, guys. So I'm in the middle of the live podcast. It's about uh, about 9.15 or so. It may be a little bit later, 9.30. Anyway, Scott from Winston-Salem. Uh, what's hey, up, Greg? 336, baby. What's up, man? And I just want to say, how about if Chris Tabor's special teams is doing great? I think we got an all-pro punter. I think he's averaging about 50 yards a game. Yeah. Uh, net hacker, baby. So why don't we just do get down to the red zone? And how about first and ten or second and five? We just bring in Eddie Panero, let him kick a field goal, and get three points straight away, no matter what the down is. And then how about That's this? How we won our only game? Since five field the goals. The offensive line can't pass protect. They can barely run protect. 
why don't we just about third down or something, just punt the ball away, just keep pinning them deep. <laughs> and then when Eddie gets yeah. close enough in his range, just kick a field goal. It can be first and 10, second and two, just kick a field goal. And we get three points. Why don't we just three point him to death? I don't think anybody's ever tried that. That'd be something new. Just none of this other stuff we're doing is working. Uh, anyway, that's just my thoughts. I know that's pretty stupid, but however, it would be funny no. to see. But you guys do a great show. Appreciate what you do. Keep coming. Appreciate you know, his logic pounding. is not invalid, man. The only game we won, we had five field goals. We didn't score a touchdown in. So, yeah. Or did we have five field goals or did we get a defensive touchdown? I don't think Bryce scored a touchdown again, did he? Uh, Gave me one. No, he had that two point. He rushed for he the had two, two point, point. and then he had the field goal that was at the that was going to be like a forty seven yarder that he drove us to that we got like thirty five yards on a penalty for that won yeah. the game. So yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Now, hey, yeah. you can make kick, the kick argument. Giant Hecker is one of the best players yeah. on our team. It has been for a long time now. Giant Hecker is the man, and uh, and yeah, again, like whenever Strats brings up. T- uh, uh, Tabor and like any kind of optimism. It's like I also can't get excited about someone that we know is not going to be the head coach. Like he's just going to be the interim. So whatever they're able to muster up, like they're literally going to redo the whole thing no matter what. It's not. It doesn't feel like a Steve Wilkes situation where you know, okay, Steve Wilkes was potentially auditioning for that job. Nobody thinks that's the same thing with Tabor. Tabor is not going to be our head coach. Next call. Gentlemen, uh, what do you think about the college football playoffs where you have uh, Washington, Michigan, Texas, Alabama, which, among other things, are four teams that can beat the Carolina Panthers. But what do you think about (laughs) this transfer portal, the NIL, and now paying like college, like players are getting paid and becoming like billionaires. For example, like Matt Rule was saying that it's going to take $2 million to get an elite quarterback to go to Nebraska. So if colleges are going to be paying these youngsters to play and you could be a millionaire before you're even like down, down, down college, well, you could have these young athletes in college for seven years. So therefore, how about if they do that, why doesn't the NFL just draft players right out of high school, have a mega combine, evaluate all these kids out of high school, 17, 18, and 19-year-olds? If the NCAA is going to do that, why doesn't the NFL just get them out of college? So what are your thoughts on that, about the mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. where college football pay-to-play is going? Bye-bye. It's, I, I have an opinion uh this is yeah, gonna go ahead. I want to hear yours. No, I got one. This is this yeah. could very well be the downfall of uh college uh football. This is um, they're talking about the last year. I think I was reading something, and this is a wild thought. Uh, 40% of all the people that entered the portal lost their scholarships and are sitting at home. Yeah, and and so they said that was last year. This year, the number of people that entered the portal is like three times that number. It's some ridiculous figure. It was ridiculous. These are the unforeseen outcomes of doing things like NIL deals. You know, and like I said, I, I, I get it. College players bring in a lot of money, and I totally understand that. You're also riding on a free ride for four years, getting paid, 
having Don't housing. Think about that. okay. an and no, man, everybody's got to go through the lumps. And if you if your lumps that you got to go through is going to an Ivy League college or an elite Division One college, being a king of the campus, basically probably doing whatever you want to in any any uh, uh, classroom you want to, and that's and being not okay, good education, getting so paid, you can't so say being able you, man, to do whatever that is you not want. taking lumps. I'm sorry. No, no, here is what you're actually, I think, is seeing is that when you say the end of college football, CK, I think what what we could see is a like a evolutionary transformation of college football where it's a super consolidation, right? Where ultimately you form a semi-pro league, right? right? Is that that's what it is. And Greg, the reason I don't like the that kind of what I think is antiquated rhetoric about getting an education, this and that. These sports programs have long been divorced from academia prior to NIL. Is they're funded by boosters. They're funded. All of these buildings and shit is all basically they're using the name of a college adjacent to be the name of their semi-pro team. And the colleges like it because that adjacent naming rights for that college football team brings them students in. And other than that, it is truly just what I think is that what I just think the end of it's going to happen is, is you're going to see more and more teams that were on the fringe in that uh, in the past world, particularly maybe even an East Carolina university, like my favorite football college football team is that over time, you're just going to see these big the top ones consolidate into the yes. ones that have the money that are going to be able to get the best players. And I think you're just seeing a semi pro league that we're going to have to acknowledge that almost divorced from the college system. And I don't know why, maybe you just give naming rights to each of each other is that that's all it is. The only relationship is naming rights and location or something. But this is that you see these four teams, what I don't it's crazy about this is you're well, now talking about a team that has some crazy ass boosters and money in comparison to an East Carolina right, university like in Nebraska. And they're like, right. Oh, we can't even get a quarterback that yeah, can be can't even as, afford that. I'm a I'm a Clemson fan and Dabo Sweeney probably draws the most ire out of people whenever he talks about this because he's been kind of very anti NIL and all these things. But a lot of the things that he's talked about, they are coming true. Like now you're having this thing where instead of you extolling the virtues of your program and how it can build you as a player and as a student and as a man, like in today's world, they're leading with the amount of NIL dollars that they can bring you by bringing a student to your school. And by the way, now with the transfer portal, there's no guarantee that they don't come there, sit there for a year, and then they peace out. Because it used to be you had to wait a year before you transferred. Now you don't have to do that. Like, look, Tony, I'm all for people getting paid. Like, especially if you have my name on the back of a jersey and you're selling it for all this fucking money and I can't get a piece and I'm the one putting my body on the line. Yeah, I think that they should be able to make some some, some change off of that. But the, the vice versa is also true, is that it is elevating the worst parts of sports and now it's bringing it to college football where there was mm-hmm. some sense of like, yes. I mean, purity is the wrong word, 
but it's like there's something different about it was college built football. on it was built on false purity though well, now well, you're it, just seeing what it really is well, now you're it, seeing what it's been dude it's just now you just now the players are getting a part of the cut is that it's always been cutthroat. It's always been money-driven. It's always – look, do you know how many times kids are rescinded – their scholarships are rescinded for injuries, this and that? Those systems, look, they do not do this. Alabama does not spend a gazillion dollars on their program. Georgia, a gazillion dollars on their program. If it didn't benefit everybody financially, right? So you're just seeing it for what it was by, behind the charade of – some sort of purity behind it. Well, t- Tony, I, th- I think that if you really look at this, you're kind of making my point. Like I, I, I'm, I'm arguing that paying players NIL deals was a slippery slope that's leading us to a bad situation. And what that is, it's, it's leading us into what basically what corporate America is, where you're going to have the biggest teams that have the best boosters right now. It started with boosters. Now you're paying NIL, NIL, NIL deals, which is just the best team. The Alabamas, the Michigans, all these teams that have the most money and the biggest donors are going to be the ones that dominate every year, period. There's going to be no talent going to where you want to go to. It's where can I make the most money? This is a problem started by paying players. And while you say no, it was already well, existed, well, on, we were just on. doing it in different forms, well, Greg. We were just well, doing like, it in stadiums. We were just doing it in campuses before. We were just right, being like, right, oh, look at the cool players. fucking locker room we have. That's how they lured these motherfuckers in the right, first place. Right. But Tony, I don't give a shit what your locker room looks like. If you're going to pay me millions of dollars a year to go play for you, I'm taking that deal. And I guarantee it's what every college player is going to do. So the well, teams now that, pay the yeah. most. Teams that pay the most are going to be the ones that get the best players. That's why paying these players has ended up being bad. It's because all it's, all it's doing is, cor- is is making the the NCAA like a corporation. That most rich teams that have the best donors are going to be the ones that get the best players. Period. And it's gonna they're gonna you're gonna have eight teams dominating the NCAA in a few years, regardless of anything. Period. You're not gonna hear about anybody else. Just, I think a little happen, bit more know? than that. But, um, all right, let's go. Oh, by the way, think about this. Real, did Florida State get screwed? Oh, I, I can answer that. Not. I think so. I, 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 yeah. Florida State got screwed when their quarterback got hurt. You can't tell me that if they still had Jordan Travis as their quarterback, that they wouldn't be the number four team instead of Alabama. Like, is it unfair? Yeah, it is. But, I, I don't know. I, I I think that they got it right, and I know FSU fans are pissed, and they have a right to be pissed. But I don't know, man. I just All think right. that that's probably the only option that you can go with. All right, let's go to the next call, gentlemen. I just want to say thank you for all you do. I want to give you some truth bombs, and then uh, just talk a little bit. But first, I just want to thank you guys for what you do. I got to be honest, no. I speak the truth. Uh, you guys did used to annoy me a lot, <laughs> but you grew on me. So now I have it as a routine to where I watch you guys' podcasts, usually live. Nice. And have called in. This is Christian from Arizona. Thank you. You probably don't know who the fuck I am. Appreciate you, man. But let me tell you, I've been a Panther fan on the West Coast, living in California since October 26th. 1993. I was like 16 years old, oh, fucking driving my ass like a they, football they yeah. to get myself some Panthers gear. Long story. 
but I haven't been in the realm of social media and such. I just got to say, I feel a little fucking disrespected because I've been on the fucking Bryce's trash since back in fucking his senior year. No one's <laughs> fucking listening to me. I predicted this shit would happen, and I was trying to raise the flags. But anyhow, with that said, you'll be seeing me more on social media. Just wanted to say thank you. You know, I don't know what to say about Bryce's the lost cause. Just fucking give up. I will say this one thing. We we got to back off the Tepper's a meddler train. Um, aside from him, let's say he didn't force Bryce. You agree, don't you? Okay, Tom? aside from that, I just don't have any issues with an owner telling Bryce to get the fuck out, that he's not seeing any progress. I don't mind him caring. I like that he cares. I, I wish I would have seen more of Jerry Richardson. I wish fucking Jerry would have said, this is what I want to see. I'm going to fire people if it doesn't happen. So, you know, of course, I didn't like his press conference talking about fucking events. There are some negatives there. I just, just don't, for, you know, I think he cares. The other thing before I head off here, don't let anyone sing the narrative that Panthers fucked up because everyone was on his price train. Everyone was. Not everyone. They're all fucked up. All the fucking quote-unquote experts. They fucking suck. There's a narrative. They were singing it. It didn't. I just, I still just don't know what fucking dimension I was transported into because I never saw it. I still don't see it. The, the film was never good. Okay, later. Thank you for the call, my I man. Agree. Thank you for listening. I always to us. wonder, like, uh, when somebody says that uh, we used to annoy them, like, what was it? And by the way, no, no, you know, all love. I just yeah. want to know what, what originally was it. That made when, us what endeared you? Like what I was probably the first? Yeah, then, what was then the what? crack in the armor too of that? Yeah. Uh, I like this. Why Big George says who's this caller? I mean, uh, on uh, on social media. So I think he's like, I'm gonna go ahead and put him on that Bryce Young hater. There you go. <laughs> <on the list. laughs> <laughs> Welcome to social media. Uh, all right, let's go to the next call. Hey, buddy. This is Harold. Sanford. Yo. Whatever. I just wanted to tell you, that caller D, that's a great guy, I tell you. But yo, shout out to the C3 family. Cody. Yeah. Greg. Appreciate you, Tony. Tonight. A lot of compliments. Panther Pickle. Shut the hell yeah. up. <laughs> G-Baby. Well done. Muscles Marinara. That effing guy. But yo, what I want to say today is... We've got a whole cast of characters. It's dark. It's rough. And really, I just wanted to get a second call, and I figured it was the only way I was going to do it. We're all going around in a tissue and a tussle. I got about I got it. He tricked me, man. It just got me, yeah. Nobody's overreacting. But one thing that I really did want to say while I was listening was one thing that, like, Cody threw out there where when some people say they don't like Bryce and so forth, that the race card pulls in. Well, me being a 43-year-old black man, I can say that Cody Lack is not a racist man. Thank you. From my first interaction with Cody or any of these guys on the panel, 
it has nothing been nothing but warm and gracious. Appreciate and you, I can't say that about every Panther podcast. There Thanks, are man. some racisms on the reverse end. I don't agree with it. That's why I don't call in. And there's a lot of other shenanigans that you might say about other Panther podcasts. We're not going to let that hang on to C3. Appreciate not you, bro. my family, not my brothers, not my people. Okay. We know Tupper's an idiot. We know Federer has no backbone. We know that. We know we're upset. We, we, we know all of that. We don't have any answers and we have to see it play out. But my favorite player growing up was Sam Mills. Pretty much how we adopted Keith Pounding. And yeah. one thing about him is that man's whole career. He was an underdog. He faced plenty of adversity. He put his head down and he moved forward. That's what we have to do. That's what I'm going to do as a fan. So when I yell that we're going to beat the Saints, I believe it. You can call me an idiot. You can call me stupid. You can call me just overly optimistic. But this is who I am. This is who we should be. Let your frustrations out. This is a therapy session. But you just remember at the end of the day, we're going to keep pounding. And I'm going to keep pounding if you're with me or if you're without me. If I'm. Ah, shout out D, man. He's got Yo, D, D is the ultimate homie, Once bro. again, I love y'all. Not going to hold up no more time. Just wanted to end that up. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Thank you, D. D keep for Sam. pounding, D. All right. So let's, Yo, D is the homie, man. I got out, duped. D. I got duped. Bro, that was, that was, hey, hey man, definitely. Was gonna let, hey, that, yo, we, we got to cast the characters over here, don't we, bro? We got we got a whole like turned into Carlton from bro, we Prince got a Bella. whole Avengers magazine like over here, dog. And yeah, also about like when y'all come to C three, bro. So much of the world is about race and politics, bro. We try and let this be somewhere where y'all can get away from that. <laughs> you know, we're just talking inevitably talking Panthers is almost like talking politics. You know, because it's just getting so heated, but. Uh, hey man, we want everybody to be able to have a good time and hang out with the C3 Panthers pod. So, dude, you know, we love you, brother. We appreciate y'all. And y'all check out Off the Porch and uh, send that C3 love to my man, dude. All right. Um, oh, let me see. That might be Al. That might have been on perfect time if your first call was at 10. Well, he said play his third, yeah, which I think. He's two three seven two is I'm hoping so we're gonna skip and let me and if that number three seven two last four man how everybody doing it's me C Dog nineteen eighty three TV whenever well, you see. come in here whenever you got them on the live chat on the live when they got a live show hit the fucking like button man this shit free subscribe right. to the motherfucking content you know what I'm saying if you don't want to got them subscribe man hit the motherfucking like button. You boys go live every goddamn Tuesday, every goddamn Friday, and every goddamn Sunday. C3 Podcast is the longest-running Panther podcast on YouTube. They are the fucking goats, period. You know what I'm saying? The afterwards, you got goddamn... The colors are uh, jumping tonight, You got goddamn Pat Coltrane and Big Cat and so on and so on. But anyways, man. I'm tired of hearing these fucking excuses about fucking Bryce Young. Bryce Young is a fucking bust. 
He's too fucking oh, no. little. How many times oh, Bryce Young got the fucking ball out of bounds? He can't do it. How many times Bryce Young got the fucking ball with fucking tippy toes and jumping all this bullshit? And then motherfuckers keep talking about receivers. DJ Tart beat a motherfucking DB this past Sunday. But he had to stop to come back to the ball. Because if Bryce Young could throw a fucking deep ball, it would have been a fucking touchdown. You dumbass to lose no motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? But I'm tired of all this shit. I'm tired He's of not wrong. He's fucking <laughs> trash. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of hearing all this bullshit. He's fucking trash. Temper is fucking trash. What the fuck are we talking about? You silly motherfuckers. God damn. <laughs> Add it. Word up. <laughs> Anyways, man. Fuck this team, man. Goddamn, man. Mm-hmm. Those only wish we got their money on the goddamn ticket. Oh. Plain tickets in that bullshit. Jersey. Fuck that shit. I meant that we got them. Go to the beach. Four. Go, go to Jamaica. Go somewhere and have a good time with your fucking family. Don't waste no time on these motherfuckers. Shit, Tepper ain't trying to fucking win. But, man, all the reason I called in, because I'm tired of all this fucking excuses for this sorry motherfucker. He's a fucking bum. A fucking bum draft bust. He ain't going to fucking grow up. He's fucking 5'9". Colin Murray is the same height, but Colin Murray can throw the fucking ball, and Colin Murray fucking fast. Bryce Young is slow, and he has no fucking arm. He can't throw receivers open because he don't got no zip on the fucking ball. Every time he throw the fucking ball, there is no fucking zip on the ball, you silly motherfuckers. Because he can't. Greg, I want you to go, but I have something to say here. Right. No, I just want to say something. <laughs> what the fuck y'all looking at? Okay. I just want to say something. I'm just agreeing with him. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck y'all looking at. I'm letting the army speak for me right now. What the fuck are y'all looking at, man? To make you even All right. Can I just say, C Dog is like the gin to G Baby's gang. Like, G Baby comes in with all that shit. Like, how fucking dare y'all disrespect Bryce the truth? And then here comes C Dog being like, Bryce fucking suck. Get that little midget <laughs> motherfucker off my team, bro. What was uh? <laughs> what were they? They were on side, like on the like they were together on something last year. Yeah, what was they it, were, bro? They oh, were like, but remember, C Dog was always shout G Baby in the in the in the cat calls. <laughs> It'd be like, yo, shout out G motherfucking baby. Was it Baker? It might have been Baker Mayfield, like their position on Baker. I don't know. Uh, I but I, I would love to sure. see. I would love to see the trans, like the subtitles of our YouTube. Video when uh, C Dog goes comes on the uh, cat calls, mm. it looked like we're three spins into a Wheel of Fortune match. Like, it's like have you? <laughs> yeah, have you? Uh, you guys got to watch this, Mike. My, my favorite TV show of all time, arguably. I can't, um, but it's probably The Wire. And <laughs> there's this one, there's one episode in The Wire where these two cops, McNulty and who's the other one? Uh, come me a second, and they go to this. Uh, I think I've played it on the podcast before. They go to this apartment, and the whole scene is they only say the f word. Like, <laughs> like there's no other words in the scene, uh, and it's like this. One guy's got he's like motherfucker, fuck it, and the other one's like mother, and it's it's this entire three minute scene 
where the only words are motherfucker or fuck. And it is awesome, actually. It actually is like some of the best acting. <laughs> this guy in the background is like, damn, these people are having a conversation with the F word. Anyway, uh, that's funny. Um, let's go to the next call. I think this is hopeful. Oh, he said, Yeah, what's up, C3? Uh, this is out again. The third. Um, I would like to say that we should trade Burns. Try to get a one form. Trade Horn, get whatever we can get for him. Trade Shane, where Tim's a free agent, can't trade him. I think we should try this goal. All right, sorry, I got the wrong one. This is it. Yeah, what's up, C three? Um, I would trade Burns, trade Horn. I would try to stock up as many picks as I can get, and I would take I would take a quarterback every single year. Like you were saying, until he hits, I would take a quarterback every single year in like the third or fourth round until I find one that actually hits. And so we need to get one in here to challenge Bryce. I mean, to try to push him. But I don't really think Bryce is a good quarterback. I think he's a bust. And I would, I would say stop comparing Tua to Bryce because that's like night and day. Tua is way like a thousand times better than Bryce. Mm. And we actually seen the talent down there in Miami, even without talent around him. So I would say trade Bryce, get as much picks as you can get for Burns and Chan or Horn, and then we try to rebuild the team. Might as well fucking tear it all the way down. Just get as much picks as we can get and fucking start the rebuilding process now. Later, guys. Have a good night. All right, and appreciate you, man. He's been saying that for a while. He said two is not a good comp yeah. for uh, Bryce. I still it, disagree. But... Yeah, I don't think it's a good comp. I think they're two different players. Uh, you know, I hate bringing this up, but besides the fact two is left-handed, that make gives him an advantage in the NFL. It's very rare. And you look at two is uh, bigger. Uh, size matters. Like I said, the, the playing in the NFL, it's it's a big boys game. Uh, there's yeah, a very few number of people questions. who have been. I wonder. I just want to know if whose arm is. Uh, do, do they have comparable arm strength? Arm no, talent? I think Tua's I mean, got a better I've, arm. I've, than I've seen some does. clips of Tua throwing this year. Like the last game they played, I forget who they played. Tua had a couple bombs. Yeah. Yeah, he had, a, he had yeah. one that was like. I mean, it's hard to gauge him when you have somebody that yeah. can't be overthrown. But my thing, right? But that's also that my is, point, though. Yeah. Is that you? You're like nobody said that of Tua originally. Right, Just right. Like nobody's saying it of Bryce Young now. So I still think it is the best comparison. Tua might have an inch of height on him. Um, I think most stockier. Yeah, I mean, is built. But that could also bit. be uh, Bryce Young could put on. Like you got to keep in mind, he he hasn't had a full off season of uh, uh, NFL uh, workouts and everything like that. So. I think this offseason is going to be the most uh, telling as to what type of a uh, player and a body build that uh, that Bryce Young's going to have. Well, can I be honest? Like, I don't watch a ton of college football. I keep up with, you know, what I can with it. Um, I remember being way more intrigued with Tua than I was with Bryce. Like, just from what I, with a little bit of college that I watch, Way more. Two was, was on some good Bama teams that were in the national championship and stuff like that. I think the last time we saw Bryce was what with losing to Georgia, maybe. Jameson Williams. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't watch time. He was. They had a good team. He played for Alabama. 
Yeah, he played in the top. You won he played in the top one percent of the NCAA. Bryce didn't win a, no. a national I mean, championship, did he? He just won a Heisman, right? He won a Heisman, yeah, and uh, slightly worse. That's why we don't think of him as excitedly because he just wasn't on teams that were in the last moment. But all right, here's the last call of the night. AC three great show tonight. The only thing I have to say about Bryce Young is I hope he delivers an exciting game on Sunday. Uh, he's got to he's got to put some work in and practice. He's got to find some grip on the ball. You know, all his throws look like lame duck throws. Uh, the hardly ever online. He's got to learn to plant his back foot and keep something to find some grip on the ball. I feel like the rest of the team, the rest of the team will come hopped up, ready to play. But I hope Bryce Young comes up too. And if he don't, put Andy in. That's a little late for that, I think, putting Andy in, to be honest with you. Must pull up Bryce, ride it out. All right. Uh, sorry, we got – all right. Um, okay, those are the calls. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, that – I don't think we missed anything tonight. So, look, I want to remind everybody, um, look, we're here after the game on Sunday. We've got the New Orleans Saints this week, and we'll be heading, I think, Green Bay Packers close to Christmas. Hopefully that's not Christmas Eve. I really hope that's... I think it is Christmas Eve. Yeah, if it's Christmas Eve, oof. I'm out. I, I was almost, almost going to go to that game, and I'm glad I'm not. Hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the post game on a Christmas Eve, man. We might have to do a recap post game or something anyway we'll talk about that in the next week um and we've got plenty to talk about we'll be here forever we're here on friday we're on after the games we're here every tuesday night and we squeeze even more content in when we can cody lack we got one last segment to rock with the ice up segment where we tell someone to ice up toughen up get it together um can we go ahead and ice up some fools? You know we can. Ice up, son. Ice up. It's the longest running segment on the longest running Panthers podcast. The ice up segment is where anyone is fair game. We step outside the boundaries of football. Football players are eligible, but anything is eligible in life where we pay homage to Steve Smith and say, ice up, toughen up, get it together. Do you guys have any burning ice ups on your heart right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, ah, I good. definitely have a couple. So I think I'll go first. I had a bunch saved, but now it's looking like I only have two. I don't know what happened to all of them. But, okay, you know, whenever you're watching a magic trick, have you ever seen the trick? Where like they'll put three paper bags, and there's a needle or something under one of the bags, and you like the magician will slam their hand down on one of the bags, and like they kind of switch them up so you don't know which one it is. Okay. Well, um, you better make sure that you're an expert if you're doing those types of things, or else a uh, real bad shit could end up happening. Please say this is on talk show. Oh, I really hit that. That was at the end. Is I really did hurt her. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was on a literally on a Norwegian talk show. They, they showed a, there's a longer clip of it too. <laughs> nah, but, um, that's fair. <laughs> uh, bro. All right, so our next Check one my is magic I out. That bitch is like you mother. <laughs> okay, so another one um, is to all my fellas out there, and you need to be careful if ever you're getting a surgery done, and the only person to take care of you and bring you back home is your girl. Bro, you better be careful of the shit that you say under anesthesia. Because oh, uh, this is my greatest fear of my whole you life. You might end up regretting it, man. A couple days ago, and it was great. What the fuck are you talking about? You heard me? I think that medicine got you hallucinating or talking out your mind or something. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? You just stupid. That's why I love you, cause you <laughs> you stupid. You believe anything I say. I've cheated on you so many times. Mm. So many times, huh? So let me ask you this. Last night when you said you was going to work, where was you at? Uh I was at my baby mama's house. I got a baby on the way. What does she do to him? Does she just leave him on the concrete? Like she just leave him on the sidewalk driveway? Oh, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Oh, I can't wait to go home and whoop your fucking ass. You're going to be right back up here at this ER. What? You're going to be right back up here. What? You got a babe on the way having three cents. She can make him drive? How? How? You. <laughs> bro. So, I'm just saying, man, if you don't want your girl to know about your baby mama that you got on the down low and all the wild threesomes that you having, take bro, your mama. A, Have yeah, your mama yeah, drop yeah, you off, bro. That's what bro. I say. Is my mom picking me up? Uh, yeah. So, uh, to that man, uh, I gotta say, I up, son. I up. All right, uh, you got another? Is that it? Um, I might have more. Y'all do yours. I'll okay. see. All right, so let me see. Hey, this go. All right, this is just kind of some fun ones here. Is <laughs> this right here? Let's see. Uh, says uh house explodes when police and i don't think i hope i haven't shown this one before this This is in virginia yeah and i I heard about this i didn't see it yet so it's crazy (laughs) it's just like hey we're about to go raid this meth house oh i do have one more well do you know the story behind it (laughs) do you know the story behind it no no it's gotta be meth no, 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 no. So, so, okay, no, no. The guy's the guy's name is like uh, I can't remember. Oh, oh I'm yeah. review- sorry. I pressed that. I was trying to remove my. <laughs> he well. Here's the funny thing is like what is his name again? I can't remember the guy's name. Okay, it was like uh, it was like Chris Chu or something like that. I, I can't remember the guy's name exactly. Um, but he had fired like 15 flares out of his backyard, right? And he lives in okay. a duplex. 
So his neighbors had called the police because he because he'd find these flares off, and it's like you know, like what the hell's going on? Well, they went back and searched his stuff, and he has like multiple lawsuits against the DEL, against the uh, DOJ, against the government, against Donald Trump. Like they looked at his LinkedIn, and he's absolutely insane. However, they haven't announced what happened to this guy in this house because what happened was the cops came there and he blew up the house. From what I understand, nobody died. Okay, he just blew but, himself up. I haven't school. announced what happened to this guy yet, and this morning, all of his social media, his LinkedIn, everything was scrubbed off the internet. Of course, it is, dude. So look at this, it's dude. really crazy, man. It's really look crazy what this. happened to the story. Yeah, look, this guy blew himself up. Well, he blew this house up. And he, like, uh, look, the whole yeah, the half the block. His, if you look at where the duplex is at, dude, you can see it. It's off. It's not that brick joint. It's off to the left. Do you yeah. see that little light down there? That is down. Not don't look left to the porch. There is another building right there. Okay. Yeah. So when this mug explodes, it takes the building beside it down. Yeah. Like, good. Yeah. All right. Um. So to that, uh, Wild, to dude. blowing up your neighbor's house, ice up. Uh, this oh. one <laughs> may just made me giggle. I don't know why. It's probably not good because I've seen mean videos of the police all the time. I don't know if there's police. I don't know what it is. But... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh. So, it's this. It looks like a cop or a security guard. It looks like a cop. Power bombs. Like, but what would you call this? A straight right yeah. body slam? A real body slam? <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, it's like Kane. <laughs> but this oh, is what Undertaker made me giggle about this. Dollar bills. <laughs> Golly. Juju said, uh, why the money drop like a GTA <laughs> Dude, I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, and I got one other one I got to do is, uh, did you guys see the damn... I didn't like this video. Um, hold on, somebody else go because I got to do the jalapeno All right. kid. All right, so I I got one more. All right. Um, you know those restaurants where the whole stick of the restaurant is they're supposed to be mean to you, like all the waiters, all the servers, like dicks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like they're just dicks. All they do is insult you the whole time. Yeah. Well, this dude brought his poor grandma. And oh, she has God. she has no idea like that the restaurant is like this is their oh, gimmick, this is what they do. So they start talking to her and check it out. That's kinda fucked up. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That's kind of you're rocking her world right now, man. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's moving. She walked in anyway. I thought she was gonna walk up. Oh my god, he's taking it a little further. Whoa. 
That's kind of messed up. I don't right know. There, I don't man. know who's. I don't even know who I'm icing up. I probably me wants to ice up the the children. Like the family, come yeah. on, dude. Like, tell me, what if you bought your mom to that place? It, it yeah, I mean, if you're laughing and watching it, you should walk out right after that. Like two seconds of it, she had enough. Everybody had enough. Here, I go. All right, so uh, look at this. This is might be one of my favorite YouTube vid- uh, internet videos of all time. This kid, they give him a jalapeno. Oh, I saw you post this, <laughs> dude. I've watched this like a hundred times. Watch this shit. This kid. They're going to give him jalapeno. They look like they may be in a sushi restaurant or some something to that effect. You sure it's not wasabi if it's a sushi restaurant? <laughs> Side eye. Oh, no, I'm taking this. <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah, this kid's bugger. It flipped the script. Flip the script. It does. I know. It, I would think wasabi too. It says baby tries jalapeno pepper though in the thing. Either way, that shit made me giggle. So ice up to poor kid. A sadness and uh, uh, thank you for that kid being the fun in my life. Yeah, I mean, plus in the holiday season, the kid uh, really embodies the uh, Whoville people as well. Yeah, I was going to say, he looked kind of like a Who. I thought the same exact thing. Oh, man. If you've got an ice up pick, here's your chance to get in there and give it. I've got one, but CK, yeah, I've got one, but if you want to go ahead, you can. Go ahead, dude. All right. Uh, So, uh, Tesla truck has come out recently. Ooh. Uh, they've been talking about this truck for years, and I was very interested in it because when they first came out with it, they said it was going to be $31,000 or $41,000 for a truck is phenomenal. But these things are pretty amazing from what I understand, uh, even though they just rolled out the price of them at 61000 now, and they're uh, coming out in two years. Uh, but I don't know if you all remember. I'm going to present this real quick. But four years ago, yes, uh, when they talked about the Tesla truck, um, they did a presentation where they tried to show – that the Tesla truck had bulletproof glass. Okay, so this is four years ago. I want to play this one. So what they do is they take a steel ball. This is the guy who designed the bulletproof glass. Okay, so he has a steel sure. ball, and he's going to yeah. show how it's bulletproof. Oh, oh my god! Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, so that's four Maybe years that was- ago. All right, so All right. now now they've they've uh, they've they've improved the truck, and they've tried to do a whole bunch of things for it. And now it's supposed to be coming out soon. So now they have the uh, the new one, and they do the exact same thing. They change it up just a little they bit. Throw a though. tennis ball at it, though. They throw a baseball at it. Okay, so here is them throwing a baseball at. It. Watch how limp wristed he throws this. <laughs> like barely throws the ball at all at the window. Here's my question. If you're going to try to prove it doesn't that your look like a truck. Where's truck the is truck, truck part? Oh, you've never seen the truck before? Going. Dude, he has PTSD look at the cyber truck when you get a chance. Time he did that thing. But where is the actual yeah. bed? It's back. It's back. Well, I can't really. It's back here where you can see me. It's This is mm-hmm. the bed. Look up the cyber truck. It's actually a pretty cool it's truck. The El Camino, but, um, dude. That's yeah, all that that is the ugliest shit I have ever seen. There you go. Yeah, but 380 miles to the to the charge. And hold on, I'll give you more details about it in a second. But listen, if you're going to prove your truck is bulletproof, why wouldn't you just fire a bullet at it? Why wouldn't you just shoot it? 
Like, what sense does it make to throw a baseball at it to show it's bulletproof? But just so y'all know, this truck right here in a test, and I can show you a video with a Porsche 911, raced a Porsche 911 the other day and smoked it while it was towing. That's because I want to fucking take my truck and so, drive so 97 miles an hour to the dump. What the fuck? Who cares if a truck can go? Okay. Hey, it, it's an awesome I, truck, man. Listen, I think it's uh, it's not I mean, going it, to have... It's going to be a really it's cool not, truck. It's not going to be a truck that is going to be bought for function nine times out of ten, right? People aren't going to be... Right. It's all for you know, I agree. Right. All for the, uh, there is the other component to this that this is a prepper's dream truck. Uh, and so they're going to... The people that are like, the end of, end of the world is nigh... Mm-hmm. They're going to be buying this thing up like nobody's business. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So the ice up goes to the advertising yeah. for. Yeah, I guess Tesla. Yeah. Bulletproof. Use real bullets. CK, go ahead. Uh, you know, honestly, mine's kind of. It's funny that you went Elon Musk. Mine's going to go uh, to the advertisers. Uh, whether you like Elon or uh, not, you're going to have a different opinion on the matter. But he was uh, on public television. I don't know if we did. We didn't talk about this last week. Oh, is this when he just said F like, uh, yes. well, oh, basically, that was wild. he was asking, people were asking about the advertisers and he said, uh, fuck off. He said, just, he yeah. said, F the uh, F them. If you want to try to blackmail, we blackmail me with uh, advertising. And he goes, he uses his hands and he doubles down. He goes, fuck off yeah. <laughs> he said i don't want he your advertising. It, he tripled down on it and he, see yeah. he said this is he said that if they do that they are aware that they're gonna drive twitter out of business and I, those exact big money advertisers are gonna have to report to the people of earth I heard that too. That's what he said he just kept saying is how i wonder how earth will like the disappearance of twitter um, over whatever well, the funny thing is, is I do believe that uh, that there's a large majority of people who would probably uh, be very upset and very well might not support those companies. But um, all in all, I think it's it, Twitter's going to be fine. There's going to be a large group of uh, similar to when you see, you know, platforms like the Daily Wire or uh, any of these companies that uh, are not necessarily friendly to advertising. They're going to be they're going to be fine. They're going to find people who are willing to come and advertise on the on their platform and he's, it's going to work out. Um, but it is, uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I, I think this is hysterical and I love the fact that he's willing to do this because listen, a lot of people think of him as like a billionaire who just throwing a hissy fit, but I'm like, you know, he's a billionaire who isn't beholden to your money. Who else are you going to like, you can't, you can't blackmail him because he doesn't need you. Uh, and, and so that part I love about that is that, you know, you can't have a world that's subject to cancel culture, cancel one of the most rich people in the world. Because uh, he's got the money to be able to overcome that, so I think that's awesome. Yes. That is awesome. I agree. Um, if you go back to never mind, I was going to give you guys a history lesson on why republicanism requires ind- financial independence. Anyway, oh, well, that's, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions into the wee hours of Wednesday morning. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Check out the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your show, Cody and you guys tell them what you need to tell them and then get us out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Uh, every Friday at 7 p.m. We're doing the Friday free for all where you can join the show. 
be a part of the show and join via StreamYard, just like we are now. And man, every 30 minutes after the game on Sunday, C3 post game show. Uh, the film room will be back this week sometime either Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, but we're going to keep on grinding out that content for y'all, C3 faithful. We appreciate y'all and all the kind words y'all have said to us tonight, man, on Twitter, in the cat calls, in the chat room. We do this for y'all. So C3 Nation, we love y'all. That's it for me. Anybody, CK, you can follow him on Twitter. Yep, the the Dizzle Allen. Um, And uh, I'll continue to be on there. Uh, uh, It's not going to be a matter of Bryce can do no wrong, but I will be out there uh, expressing the opposite side of the uh, argument that uh, many of the people are going to have about Bryce Young. So uh, if you're interested in seeing that, uh, feel free to go over on Twitter uh, or on X and uh, give me a good old follow. You're doing the Lord's work. Greg, thanks for hanging out with us this Tuesday. It's awesome to catch back up. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm away from Twitter. Uh, it's very liberating to be away from social media. Twitter is my only form of social media. I've kind of exited out of my life. Uh-huh. Exited out of my life. Um, it's 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 great. So you can find me here unless you got my number. Uh, catch me Tuesdays. Uh, you know, any other time I can yeah, show shows, Sundays, can. Thursdays, and yeah, so. Yeah. Wonderful stuff, Greg. Thanks for hanging out, Cody. Take us out of here, please. C3 Nation, until next time, keep pounding. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.